0: Hey yo, say hello to the background, Scott Hall Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA Oh, it's real, it's damn real Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion And you listen to SNS Radio Network
1: Yo, Monkeys, it's me, P. The king of about of being the master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion. Stay tuned, or you will feel Hey, hey you listen on the S network, and that's the bottom line. The gold, gold,
0: The world is listening. To the whole indie show. Your dedicated home for all things indie in the world of professional wrestling sports, and sports entertainment.
2: What I say, I mean
1: what I mean, I say, and they become anthems. I told you, if you let me out of my cage, I'm going to pile a body from the sky. They just gave me a live mic on pay per view. So, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get a few things off my chest. My name is Kevin Sneed,
0: and fuck Ring of Honor! Fuck you, you're wrong! Fuck you, we're right! Because you have all made it to the dance! Because believe me, this is the dance! With your hosts, Ashley is my name. <laughs> you ripped out my heart.
1: You took everything I believed in and you flushed it down the damn
0: toilet. You flushed my heart. You flushed my soul. And now it sickens me to sit back and see other people making the same mistake. And the Sun City savior, Randy McWilliams. There are so many
1: amendments in the Constitution of the United States of America. What uplean fierce? Uh one, two, three, four, fierce.
3: And welcome, welcome, one and all to another episode of the whole indie show. The place to get all your indie news and all that. Jazz, other musical styles are also available. Ashley here as ever and joining me once again this week. First is Randy. Randy, how are you doing this week?
4: I'm doing good. I'm feeling guiltier than Jody Arias right now. And now we have been dropped from our Mountain Dew sponsorship, but nonetheless I'm doing fine.
3: When did we ever get sponsored?
4: I didn't know either, but apparently we have been <laughs> and we have been dropped.
3: Uh, perhaps we'll get sponsored by Pepsi then. Oh, well, wait.
4: We got dropped by the... Well, I, said about to do, I don't know, some drink. What, <sighs> what?
3: We, didn't, we didn't put a ring on it, so Beyonce said no. <laughs> uh, oh. they, that's the tagline they should do for Pepsi. If you want a drink, pull the ring pull off. That
4: could work. Where- yeah, pull the ring off it. I guess they rework her hit song. Well, no, you, you say pull for, pull the ring
3: off means the marriage is over. Well, a lot of people. Unless that's what happens if it if it does. Well, lot- I'm saying if, not when, because
4: I'm optimistic. Well, a lot of men would be happy if Beyonce were to up and suddenly divorce Jay Z, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> And also with us is Sandro.
3: How was uh, Sinking the Mayo?
5: Um, it was fine. I mean, uh, I, don't drink al- I don't drink beer or alcohol like there are other beaners out there, but uh, it was pretty good. I, I got to see the Iron Man 3 movie, which was. It was good. It was worth watching, but there was like one part of the movie which I was not happy with.
3: Next thing you'll say, you just drink tap water. No. <laughs> Obscure reference to the World's End trailer that got released on day of recording of DWIS. Um. Sorry, I can't get over the fact with that because I'm 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 a huge fanboy of Simon Pegg. Which related to that, I might be seeing Star Trek this week. Yes. Yeah. Sandro will just spite my face by seeing Great Gatsby instead, and I'll be like, damn it! Anyway, uh, starting off with, as ever, the news, and Sandro, do you want to give this story out, considering this is what kind of got rumoured last week with uh, Sam Hidal's soul? Sure. Sorry, Octagon Jr.
5: <laughs> sure, why not? Um... Hmm. On last week's uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, it reported that supposedly that Triple A would now be finding someone new to, to replace the Octagon Jr. gimmick because Samurai Del Sol is, quote, too hard to get on TV.
3: Now, I just like the quote because it just sounds, it sounds just wrong grammatically. Yeah. He's too hard to get to T V.
4: It's almost like they're kinda of burying they're trying to bury him. Or or at least that's kinda of how it sounds like even though I don't think that's really the case and they're just like it's that he's just getting he's just too booked. It's like Kenny Omega and W G. Like we love to bring Kenny Omega back, but you know he kinda of has a big career in Japan. Although he did come back recently, but <laughs> Yeah.
3: Just look. No, but it's the way it's worded too hard to get to TV. It sounds like he's such a bad worker, he just does the dark match. Just from the way it's worded. Which clearly isn't, because we'll get to one of his matches later. Well, with PWG.
5: (laughs) Well, I'm not really surprised at this dude at all, because I knew this was going to happen at some point. You know what? It's kind of sad that it is happening because they put a lot of. they give a lot of momentum for this to happen. I mean, they even have like a, uh, a segment that was dedicating uh, for Samurai Del Sol cr- be, being crowned the new Octagon Jr., which was on television, and now they're going to put somebody else in the gimmick. that That's going to somewhat ruin, uh, I guess, his, maybe his credibility. I'm not sure that's the right word for it,
4: but...
3: The new Octagon Jr. is a seven foot two black man. <clears throat> Nah, I don't think so. Continuity.
4: Where have I heard this story before? I'm trying to remember when Mystico had some. <laughs> Whoops.
3: Yeah. The artist formerly known as Mystico.
4: Oh, yeah, the artist formerly known as Mystico, who should be coming back soon in some non indie news, but that's all you'll hear about that.
5: <laughs> yeah, but nobody would care, to be honest.
4: Uh, at this point, I don't mind it. He has got it better, but I don't know. It's what of it the it's pretty much fizzled out. Which is sad, because you would think Triple, like you had you had or you had Mystico, you had Amazing Kong. Amazing Kong, for reasons, for other reasons, is gone, and now Senkara is kind of just barely on the cusp, I
0: guess.
5: He's on his way way out. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be out within the next couple of months.
4: He'll definitely go back to to stay healthy that's the whole thing like he's shown that he can wrestle box free matches not that he necessarily couldn't at all but we can go on and on about his run with the company since then
5: yeah but uh just one quick thing about this uh this story um i only have one person who they might put under the octagon junior gimmick and that would be phoenix that guy i think he would be a great choice to be under the Octagon Jr. gimmick. He is one hell of a great high flyer and I would put him right up with Sam Riddle Soul.
3: Yeah. I can I can see what you mean with that because I have seen a few matches of Phoenix's stuff and it's the relatively same style but slightly cranked up a notch. <laughs> uh quite a few matches announced this week. ...added to the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. You had uh, Gary J. versus Davey Vega. You had Colin Delaney versus Ricky Shane Page, which is interesting because that's the guy who's not aligned with uh, Nick... ...hashtag Nixon, taking on a guy who is.
4: Yeah. The former Christian faith, for those
3: of you old school. Yeah. Lewis Linden will be taking on uh, the Darius Thomas and Ethan Page versus Addy Starr, I'm not sure if any others have been added.
5: Not now as of yet, but I will say the Ethan Page-Addie Starr match, that does intrigue me. I want to see how long Addy could hold her own against Ethan Page, because Addie Starr has had a history of wrestling guys in the indie scene, especially in Canadia, mm. and from what I've heard, she, she does pretty good. When she wrestled the guy, so I'm intrigued to see in that match.
3: Yeah, quite a few matches actually looking on there. Pretty interesting, I will say. Now, uh, also, they've announced a few matches for the 2C Girls Girls Grand Prix happening June 1st, so in about three or four weeks. All in different parts of the bracket so they won't meet, you know, if all these were to get through to, like, let's say the semi-finals, that's when they'd actually meet up. They're not paired together in any of the other brackets. You've got Cherry Bomb taking on Courtney Rush, Nikki Rocks versus Addy Starr, interesting one here, in Serena Deeb versus Nevea mm. and Alison Kay versus Leia Von Dutch.
4: Interesting.
3: Also set to be happening. Vito versus Santina Morella. No, just kidding. That one we just put in for the that one I just put in because I don't know. Uh this is an interesting one as well, which is more in Sandro's area because it's uh Mexican related. I'm just inserting this in because we haven't had a weird story on this show in weeks and months. Oh but boys. Yeah. Let's get to this, and this is uh, actually happened last month, but it's, it's all about um, drugs and crime and lucha libre. Who, who needs sex and drugs and rock and roll? Sandra?
5: Yeah, and the weird thing is it didn't happen in Mexico. It happened in the U.S., more specifically Uh-oh. in McAllen, Texas. Um, I'm not sure how, how far that is from where you at, Randy, but...
4: uh, Kind of close. McAllen, is, I had to probably look that up right now, but I believe that's a few hours away.
5: Well, this is uh, basically what it says, and I got to credit the source where I found this, which is luchablog.com. This is the story. Uh, the FBI and other law enforcement raided in April seventh, Lucha Libre show in McAllen, Texas, shutting down the show and the whole block. They claimed at the time it was due to an immigration issue, but it turns out they were looking for a Reynosa-based drug cartel boss and his brother, who is also rumored to be a luchador named Imagen II. Imagen too was on the card, but it was a completely different guy who, use, who also uses the same name. The non-crime boss, Imagen 2, says he's been using that name for the last 20 years. His brother was named Ima, Image, excuse me, Image, and he doesn't want to change his name just because someone else, somebody else is using that name. Uh, local promoters know of at least five different wrestlers using the Imagen 2 name in the area.
3: Does it, doesn't the guy have, like, copyright or something?
5: No, they should, but I guess he doesn't have the money to...
4: Yeah, if he can't it, afford it, it, it ain't gonna know. happen, but... Oh, yet my again, word. Yet again, go back to Mystico. <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: nice. Oh. I've just kind of... I've, some crazy idea just came in my head regarding Mystico and this thing. Oh. I don't think they're I don't think they're to be related. But it just it just ha it just like clicked in my head for about a few seconds and was like, no. I'm not thinking about that. Uh another story as well which I'll I'll cover here 'cause I will i will cover i do not want Sandra to cover all the Mexican news and uh Japan, Japan because this is actually a combination of the two. Uh Shinsuke Nakamura will be touring Mexico. For May and part of June, he's booked for a show this weekend as part of the Arena Coliseo card, as he's teaming with Ray Bucanero, Ray Escopion, and they'll be taking on Delta, Guerrero Maya Jr., and, uh, Super Porky. <laughs> Yay, pigs. Apparently, he's the heavyweight that New Japan is sending to Mexico, while the, uh, What's the, BOS, the BOSJ that's, tour is going on, apparently? The Super Juniors. Okay, yeah. Super Junior. Oh.
4: Well, oh, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for this lineup. This lineup has some interesting names.
5: Oh, yeah, we'll definitely get into that after the results.
3: Does it feature Mystica?
5: <laughs> no, no, it yeah. doesn't.
4: No. Oh. There's, a, there's a Luchador in there. Yeah. Oh, okay
5: Yeah, we'll get into that a bit later, but uh, there's also news regarding Evolve and their next set of shows. Um, uh, this past week, uh, Evolve announced their next set of shows. Uh, Evolve 20, 21, and 22 shows will take place on Thursday, May 30th, which is Evolve 20. Evolve 21 will take place on Saturday, June 1st. And Evolve 22 will be take place on Sunday, June the 2nd. Uh, all the shows will be taking place in the Florida area. The first show will take place in Orlando. The sh- second show will take place in Jacksonville, Florida. And the third show will take place in Ebor City.
3: Please tell me the show on Florida gets more viewers than TNA. Um, on, the, on the Thursday. That would be ironic because they would probably start around the same time.
5: That, oh, yeah, that's true. That would be hilarious. But uh, some of the guys that they have been confirmed for all three shows include the Evolve champion, A.R. Fox, uh, Open Gate Freedom champion, Johnny Gargano, the Open United Gate Tag Champs, Young Buck, Chuck Taylor, Samurai Del Sol, John Davis, uh, Tony Nese, uh Ata, Tomahawk TT, Caleb Conley, Brian Cage, Tommy Taylor, Lise Dorado, and Sh- Shane Strickland, just to name a few. Now, a couple of matches have been announced. Uh, one of the matches has been confirmed so far. It's going to be A.R. Fox making his first title defense for his evolved title to take on Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks. And that, show, that match excuse me, will take place on May 30th in Orlando. Uh, also, another match that's been confirmed will be Matt Jackson taking on Johnny Gargano. Uh, that will be a non-title match. And the June 2nd show in Nibor City, uh, the the I believe the Open the United Gate tag titles are on the line.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, they are on the Bucks line. Young Bucks will
3: be defending against Aita and Tomahawk TT. Yes.
5: Yeah. Uh,
3: and then Johnny Gagano will be having his Freedom Gate title on the line against Samurai Del Sol. Oh, crap.
5: I'm kind of surprised that Ata and Tamaha getting the title shots immediately. But it should be interesting nonetheless. Gargano and Del Sol? Uh, that's a bit of a challenge for Gargano. But we'll see what happens there. And uh, the, yes. to end off the uh, Evolve Dragon Gate USA news, uh, they also announced that they'll be returning to New York City for two shows on July 27th and 28th. Uh, The July 27th show will take place in Queens, while the second show will take place in Manhattan, New York. Uh, So far, no venue has been confirmed so far, but I am very looking forward to this. And I hope it's Dranga USA brand, because I want to see some of the guys in person here in New York City. So I can't wait to find out the information.
3: That doesn't clash with um kaiju, does it? No. Oh. Because so Kaiju
5: takes place on June, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Let's hope this oh, let's hope this New York crowd is gonna be motivated for Dragon Gate USA and or evolve. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> because that's the one thing about like Dragon Gate USA shows that are kinda and it's the wrestling is good. And I have no problem with its storylines. Uh, they don't really, uh, but regardless of that, there's there's still positives to it. But that crowd is always fucking dead. I swear. Yeah. Like it's almost
3: chip in the crowd from the roar after WrestleMania. That's how you get them awake. <laughs> uh, then again they'll just be fandangering for the whole night. Uh, f- speaking of New York, FWE announced its venue for the next show. The I think it's an iPay per view, I believe, isn't it? Uh
5: so far it's not be- it's not an i pay per view. they I believe they're gonna test a the internet speed at the venue uh later in the week, so they're gonna confirm by next week if it's gonna be an i pay per view or not.
3: Okay. They don't wanna do a wrestle car. No. they want to make sure the place actually does have the internet uh the place it speaking of the place the place is the encore youth and adult activities incorporated center or whatever uh in corona new york
5: mm-hmm. and they've already announced a couple of matches for the show uh as of recording uh the matches are as follow. Uh, the young bucks will take on Tony Nice and Jigsaw. Maria Kanellis will team with Ivelise Velez to take on Katrina Lane, uh, formerly, uh, Winter and Angelina Love. There's going to be a 30 man, uh, Royal Rumble match, uh, apparently for a title shot of any title they're choosing. Uh, Carlito will defend his FWE title against uh, John Morrison. And uh, Paul London will defend his FWE Tribal title against Akio Yang, aka Jimmy Yang.
3: It's interesting. Uh, a few more n- uh, names have also been added to the Tagwell Grand Prix. Coming up next week for Shikara. Uh, the three names are the Young Bucks, the Colony Extreme Force, which is actually going to be Deviant and Arctic Rescue Ant. Apparently Deviant is now part of the Extreme Force. So the Swarm is now the Colony Extreme Force. This is conspiracy theories abound, people. oh Wow. And uh, number 15 is the Pateri, Oberian, and Kodama. The sixteenth team still yet to be announced i 'm guessing it will be announced probably just as this show probably gets put up for you to listen we 'll do a full preview of it next week and try and work out i don 't know whether they 're going to announce who 's going to face who actually before the event happens they don 't normally did they did they do that for um did they do that for King of Trios back in September?
5: Yeah, they announced it.
3: Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll probably have to make a guess on the second and the third and the fourth round, or the final fourth round. Um, oh, now this is a this is a long-awaited one. PWG's next show
2: Woo-hoo. from
3: Reseda. Finally, been confirmed for Saturday, June the fifteenth, and it's a it's a pretty interesting schedule. The show apparently doesn't have a name yet, although it's it, they were teasing like it's something to do with eating or something. I don't know. Are you hungry or something? Feed me more. No. <laughs> if it's called that, oh my god! Or feed us, scallop more. and eat some better ideas.
4: Well, they've ha- PWG has had some odd names in the past. It's still a toss-up to uh, between PWG and Jakar between oddest names shows.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but quite quite often, quite a lot of the the Shikara shows are referencing something. Yeah, where PWG just throws stuff on a wall, uh, <laughs> whatever sticks gets put in.
4: Depends on it. A lot of stuff does kind of have reference, like. Let me see, Don't Call It, the OC was one. Zombies Don't Run. The Tango Uncash Invitational, <laughs> which crowned their first tag team champs.
3: Kurt Russell
4: Evening. Yeah.
5: Wasn't there a show called uh, Jason Takes Over PWG? Yeah,
4: or like that? yeah that one. Card Subject to Change. <laughs> European Vacation. You see, that's Lampoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually went to Europe yeah, for shows. Sure. Probably won't see them do that again <laughs> for a certain
3: reason. <laughs> but, yeah, the card apparently has been... I'm guessing this is all the cards you're going to get due to the nature of one of the matches. First up, you've got a tag team match with the Rock Ness Monsters, Johnny Goodtime, and Johnny Yuma taking on the unbreakable fucking machines of Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. You're yeah, gonna you have... So, I'll go ahead.
5: I was going to say, you know who's going to win that match.
3: Yeah. Everybody, because it's going to be
5: awesome.
3: Mm. <laughs> In singles competition, you're going to have Kylo O'Reilly taking on Davey Richards.
2: Mm.
3: Where have I seen that before? <laughs> oh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, the tag, Oh, an interesting tag team match here. The Dojo Brothers of Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong taking on Johnny Gargano and Chuck Taylor. Ooh, this is... Dojo versus Fist.
4: Pretty mm. much this is one of those matches... Uh, haven't used this in a while. One of those matches you don't see every day.
3: No. uh, A first-time-ever singles match with Kevin Steen going to be taking on Drake Younger.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Their paths never really have crossed. Of course, Drake Younger never really being considered for ROH, although even with his... And he still does ultraviolet stuff. That match he's always been a pretty decent wrestler. He's just really... I think he's really upgraded his game. More in the past mm. couple of years. Because he was decent at that, but he got up there. Like, uh, I see him being the next champ. Hopefully for PWG. Especially after what happened with All Star Weekend, which we'll get into. See, uh, yeah, later. I think, or at least next week.
3: Yeah, next segment. Uh, a non title tag team match the Young Bucks take on AR Fox and Samurai Del Sol.
5: oh.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Uh oh. Uh oh.
4: If this is anything like Ricochet and Rich Swan versus Fox and Bill Soul, which we will get into in the next segment, then we're going to be in for a treat. <laughs>
3: that's why I just said uh oh, because <laughs> that's what I said half the time through that. <laughs> as I say, as you said, we'll get to that. And then the main event, a sixty-minute Iron Man match, which will never be a sixty-minute Iron Man match when they face each other in WWE in the next twelve months. As Adam Cole defends his title against Sammy Callahan.
4: Yes, this wasn't the last encounter ever. Putting one up on CZW. <laughs> yeah. Probably pissed off for the way they treated the California. Guys.
3: Excalibur and Super Dragon raise the middle finger to DJ Hyde.
4: Well, they—I don't know if they still have beef with CZW, but for what Excalibur did say, and um, I forgot what show it was. Yeah, the C- uh, apparently the CCW guys weren't too fond of the Cali guys too much. Or mm. the Canadians, for that matter, too. Although that one was made more clear in the storyline, but the California dudes weren't. Uh, they kind of, like, uh, he was saying how Nick Gage... Oh, yeah, because he was making fun of Nick Gage in jail, and he was like, how come all these goddamn Canadians and Californians are always coming in <laughs> to PWG and the next caliber kind of goes off on games there
3: <laughs> there's uh, an interesting video up on our page they just got doing like a promo about her m- upcoming match with Marion Fontaine the JT Lightning tournament, where she qu- basically says quote I'm a delicate freaking flower of a lady That's, that, that quote needs to be on the poster damn it a brilliant quote.
1: Liking- and
3: also makes me, I'm now becoming a fan of Vader Scott because, man, she's doing a heck of a lot.
4: She's a bit yeah,
3: just- of you, you, you see, some women's wrestlers only do matches once in a while, but she's in about five different companies in some shape or form. At best.
4: Pretty much. Yeah, only- I gotta
5: say, i honor
4: so here's one Yeah,
5: and I gotta say I'm I'm loving Beta Sky in AIW I think she's doing fantastic there
4: honestly I'm kind of pretty much convinced she's a better heel than she is in the face <laughs> or at least <laughs> from first glance
3: now let's get to the, the last story is actually something that broke pretty much within the last few hours of this recording being done. And that's some interesting comments that were made by a certain Mr. J. Brisker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I'll say is, obviously these are his views, and not the views of us. We'll give our own opinions on his views once I've said the statement so this is what Jay Briscoe tweeted on uh about Wednesday afternoon the Delaware Senate passed a bill yesterday that allows same-sex couples to get married if that makes you happy then congratulations try and teach my kids that that there's nothing wrong with that and I'll fucking shoot you
5: yeah
4: This is where, if Jay Briscoe had a publicist, not that he would be one, although in this case, you, well, yeah, you really don't be the publicist in wrestling. Regardless, yeah, this is where foot in the mouth kind of comes into play here. And this...
3: No, this is the bit where we need the PWG crowd to go, be a star, be a star.
4: <laughs> now, what... if Now, the thing that was funny to me is, this reminds you, I remember when they were... There's a promo on the video wire uh, uh, on one of the video wires actually that are now called the honor roll. I believe. Yeah, that's what it's called now on the R.O.H. YouTube. But um, it was the Briscoes talking about. Uh, All Night Express, and I think it's for Ladder War, and they were doing a promo for that. They were talking about how they was talking about how that they the reason that they got beat, uh, that they lost in New York or it might have been after that was because, like, they saw the people in the gay pride parade and stuff. And it's kind of funny hearing what he said, because what Jay Briscoe said was pretty funny. He's like, I had nothing against two men kissing each other but me. I prefer a woman with big ass teeth. (laughs) 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 Which is funny, but then you realize that might be how he really is, or at least a little more into it, which is, mm, like, there. If he has his views, that's his thing, regardless of how we are on that. It's That you're not necessarily supposed to post that, especially now when Ring of Honor is owned by a company that could face bad press, as I do quotation marks with my hands, due to this. And you've seen what WWE has done to people before. Now, will Ring of Honor follow suit? We'll have to find out, but this does not look good for Jay Briscoe, who... Well who? Well, he shit. He just won the belt a couple months back. So, dude. yeah, but
3: I think, I think to be
4: quite honest,
3: they've um, left. They've left a way out with what happened this past weekend. That's all I'm saying.
5: Well, you know, you know, like Randy said, you know, you know, that's his opinion, and that's fine, but. When you're like the world champion of a of a company that's somewhat being viewed by certain amount of people, I guess, in the States, that's really a bad bad this is a bad view for the company and something's gonna happen within the next couple of weeks, maybe at the next uh I pay per view I guess because they have like a house show this weekend. But probably expect Jay losing the match maybe at the next show but we'll see what happens but what? i'm pretty i'm pretty sure ring of honor is gonna like force them to make an apology or something we will probably expect that within the next couple of days at best
4: yeah ring of honor i think did say that they were ex- they were gonna uh uh air a message about this and i'm looking at uh uh like looking on pw ponders right now with some of this and this isn't necessarily the first time recently that Ring of Honor has said so. Although I don't think Kevin Kelly hasn't really gotten in as much trouble, but there was a line, and I don't, I don't know if y'all saw Border Wars. Y'all remember it, when uh, Silesia Sparks picked up uh, picked up Truth Martini after he took a, I think it was a back fist or whatever from Frisco. And and uh, of course, if you see Silesia Sparks, you know what she looks like. She. Which I, I should think she's a beautiful woman, even though she's pretty built. <laughs> hoopla. Yeah, hoopla, hoopla too. She, she has some muscle on her. And like, and I remember Nigel had said something, but his was really, but he wasn't what Kevin Kelly said. And he said, that's a whole lot of woman there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ring of Honor, though, let's get to uh, a few results on this past week. Starting off with Ring of Honor and the Border War show. Opening match saw Caprice Common, Cedric Alexander beat ACH and Tadarius Thomas. What a shame that probably one of the strongest matches, at least on the card, was the opening match. But uh, they won with a no-hands Frankensteiner, followed by the Frog Splash. Overtime. Then Roderick Strong defeated Mike Bennett after a, a little slick kick from Strong. And in the I quit match between BJ Whitman and Rett Titus, it was Reptitus that gave up. But mainly, mainly because basically Carino came out and BJ Whitmer was about to hit Carino and reptitus I guess must be part of this scum cult or something. And so gave up just so Carino didn't get bashed in. Bit weird.
5: Yeah. Um, let me just say this right now. I, I didn't really see this show because i I really had no interest in watching it whatsoever, but I heard a lot of uh, a lot of people saying that this match was like a real downer of the show
4: which one
5: this match the I quit match
4: Oh um, it really was an I quit match. Honestly, had they put this on TV, it wouldn't have been as bad, considering they can't necessarily do blood, but yeah, this did not work. It felt kind of early for it for them to do an I Quit match for the feud. <laughs> yeah, this was...
3: From the write-up that I'm seeing here on uh, PW Pondering, so I'm getting uh, the car, the results from, apparently the referee asked... BJ Whitmer if he was going to quit after every single high spot. Which, you know, is a little bit too many times. If it's an I quit match, it should be just like, there should be just a microphone. You don't have to keep saying, do you quit? It's just the person will get the microphone and put it in their face. I don't know. But then after that scum beat down on BJ Whitmer, Elgin and Lethal made the save which then led immediately to the match between Jacobs and Compton versus Lethal and Elgin. Scum obviously won it, which means one per- somebody, well, probably Matt. They didn't say who, but it probably is going to be Matt Hardy, more than likely, will we'll get a title shot.
5: Now, from what I heard about this match, uh, supposedly Jay Lethal was injured and he was replaced yeah. by somebody else?
4: There was a point in the match where um well Jay Lethal did a suicide dive to Jimmy Jacobs and then he and then Jake Lethal clutched onto his knee. And then this is where Kevin and then Kevin Steen later came in to replace Lethal and Elgin was very, very hesitant to tag in Lethal or excuse me, Steen after Elgin pretty much was doing was doing the job by himself against Jacobs and Compton, even doing – he ended up uh, doing two double-team spots to him, which was one. uh, 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 It's funny when I watch All-Star Weekend, because a lot of the stuff you saw at Border Wars, you'll see at All-Star Weekend.
3: And which was better? You'll find out
4: in the next segment. The. Uh, of course, I've inclined to say one, but of course, there's reasons why one can get away with some of the matches, but nonetheless, yeah, you and then Steen got rolled up by Jimmy Jacobs, and they were still concerned they're still a bit concerned about Steen, whether th- maybe they're playing a prank or maybe that Steen is still with scum, and they're just uh trying to fuck with our some more he. Knows, but.
3: Oh, interesting, but (laughs) yeah, the intermission happened, and when they came back, QT Marshall came out, apparently the crowd was fandangoing for some reason, Yep. and QT Marshall asked if it was the Canadian National Anthem,
4: legendary. Actually, RD Evans asked if it was. Oh, was it RD? Yes, which makes it even funnier because he's from Toronto, or I think he might be from Winnipeg, but he's Canadian. (laughs)
3: don't say that go back to Toronto I'm Winnipeg you asshole oh Chris Jericho you're a legend but then they had a video package and the return from injury of Tommaso Ciampa which was pretty sweet then Eddie Edwards beat Taiji Ishimori
4: yeah I was surprised about this Uh, but this. this was a good match this was good
3: yeah Big, uh, big thing there, uh, Ishimori losing to the Die Hard bomb after Kicks Galore. I've
4: yeah, th- noticed that. Sorry to cut you off there, but Eddie Edwards doesn't use Die Hard that much. I can't remember mm. the last time he won a match with
3: <laughs> the move. Then uh, the TV title match, Matt Taven successfully retained against Mark Briscoe thanks to... Uh, Oh yeah. The Hoopla Girls making out.
4: Yes. Scarlet Bordeaux strikes again making out, this time not with Val Malone as she did at AAW's The Chaos Theory back in January but this time with Silesia Sparks better known as, well the ex-girlfriend apparently now of Ethan Page in
3: AIW. All, all I'm saying is it's more interesting than Farrah's sex tape. <laughs>
5: No comment. Oh, um, <laughs> um, let me just say this. Go for it. Well, let just, yeah, uh, let me just say this. Um, isn't it kind of a bit sad that everybody was more focused on the girls uh, rather than the guy that's holding the TV title? Because it well, seems like that the the kiss scene was more over than the champion.
1: That's the whole problem. It I like what they're doing with that,
4: but the only thing that kind of sucks for it is that that's going to overshadow a lot more of what David does, and David's exactly. a fine, pretty good, but you're kind of and like uh, Scarlet does good at what she's doing, regardless. Though it's not really, much. but it's start <laughs> but it's gonna start to overshadow it too, and then this is where. Kevin Kelly made the joke about there's a whole lot of women with sleazy of sparks. And it doesn't do... No, go- it's
3: just all I can remember from the TV title Triple Threat from Supercard of Honor was... There we
5: go.
4: Blooming,
3: ...blooming Scarlet on Nigel's lap with him just going at the camera going, I'm in here, aren't I?
4: That's a perfect example of, like, why... <laughs> Now, although in this case it worked because it was with the match, but that, like, yeah, takes away from the match. Although a uh, very nice thing, mostly for Nigel, but, eh, okay. Oh. But maybe that is the whole point of it. Nonetheless, Taven gets the win here against Mark Briscoe. So now Briscoe, dual Briscoe champs for now. Actually, probably not for now, but we'll get in.
3: Yeah, we'll get to that.
4: We'll, we'll, Sometime we'll put we'll, we'll put
3: we'll put the spoiler markers up in a minute. Yeah. But first, uh, penultimate match saw Paul London versus Davy Richards, and there are a couple of clips of this circling about on YouTube, where basically, um, Richards was going for a double stomp onto London, who was on the kind of the ring apron. Meant to hit his chest, but instead hit his face.
4: Pretty much double-stumped the fuck out of London.
3: <laughs> Cue a chat from the crowd, you kill Paul, you killed Paul. Which was kind and
4: of fucked up, although...
3: <laughs> the crazy thing is, then London still did some crazy damn moves.
4: Well, this is the same crowd who did the Please Don't Die Chance. If you've seen the unscripted street fight he had with Michael Shane. Oh, the shit he Paul London was doing back in 02 was some, was some other shit. Like, yeah, that's, like he, even before that match, like the, I believe it was that same show too. Before the match, he does a shooting star press. To the outside, or from the top rope to the outside, onto Michael Shane, and I think uh, I think it was Biohazard and somebody else. Similar to what Ricochet did to Michael Elgin at the uh, during that three way at a uh, what PWG show was that? Was it failure to I think yeah failure to communicate. Yeah,
3: vaguely bell. But Davy Richards got the win with that, and then in the main event. Briscoe uh, and Cole kind of really be- came from what is described here, a relatively weak ending. It kind of did a Monday Night Raw with uh, Kane and Rybag and okay. dropped the ball slightly. Uh, the finish basically happened with Carino trying to recruit Adam Cole for scum. And... Uh, Cole got pinned clean thanks to that by uh by Jay Driller. Yeah. So Jay Briscoe, uh at least before before we made this comment, still champion, but breaking news via live tapings. Oh my what what is it about people trying to do breaking stuff on this show? apart from actually breaking the show itself, because we do that after about four seconds.
4: Which is funny that we do have breaking news, considering we are a podcast, but nonetheless, breaking news at this time for us. So it would work so much better if we were live, but nonetheless, it's breaking news to us. And that being that... Have you got the statement? Uh, No, I'm trying to currently look for it, but in regards to... um, In regards to what... um, uh, Jay Briscoe said he has issued an apology over said tweet. So I'd imagine ROH said something to him. But right, here is the message right here. He says, I feel very strongly about how and who should teach kids about certain things. But I showed poor judgment by using that analogy, and I'm sorry. There we go. Yeah, fair apology. Like, I kind yeah. of get what he's trying to say, but he just said it in the wrong way. But hey, that happens. Yeah. If anything. And probably slap on the wrist. I don't know make him job. A couple times I'll say story over. <laughs> Move on.
3: <laughs> so for the next few minutes let's not if you things,
4: do, let's go to AJ Styles.
3: Yeah, true. For the next few minutes, uh,
4: Paperclip. <laughs> <if you>,
3: yeah. <laughs> if, if for the next few minutes if you do uh if you do watch the Ring of Honor T V tapings and you don't want to know what's coming up over the next few weeks. At least major news from the tapings. Uh, skip ahead. I'd say... Three or four minutes just to be on the safe side.
4: Oh yeah, one more thing with Border Wars. Apparently Adam Cole might become a bit of a playboy in ROH. If
3: mean yeah. mean. True. Uh, this is... Uh, the, it looks as if... They're setting up Mike Bennett versus BJ Whitmer for some reason. Which is an interesting match in itself. And then also interesting, Scum taking on Kevin Steen and Adam Cole. But during the tapings, it's kind of implied that Scum really does want Adam Cole as part of their group. Which is interesting, Uh, considering he might be in the Shield in the next six
4: months. I'm liking... I'm liking if they have Cole as a heel because honestly, he's much better as a heel. Are we? Can we all agree on that?
3: Hashtag PWG.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> hashtag ZZW before that, but PWG. Yeah. Although I don't think I highly doubt he's gonna be telling people to suck his dick in Ring of Honor. So.
3: <laughs> you never know.
4: Uh, well, pay per view. Definitely see <laughs> that on TV.
3: One on one, Matt Tavern versus. Matt, Matt Matt Taven versus Adam Cole.
4: Uh-oh. Oh, well.
3: <laughs> I've got flashbacks now.
4: Oh, um, yeah. Or he could get those a couple, dick like Robert <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those are quite a few probable matches, but ones that have definitely been set up over the schedule is Tommaso Champa in his return will be taking on Michael Elgin. Ooh. Interesting, because same style, really. Guys with the same style.
4: Yeah, Champa's well, a
3: powerhouse.
4: Go for
5: it. Well, I was gonna say I, I'm a bit confused because wasn't Champa try to build a feud with uh, QT Marshall?
3: Apparently, well, there is one bit actually in the thing where he get oh Champa's finisher. Uh, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head but Project he gives Champa. it yeah Project Champa he gives that to him on the uh, the entrance ramp so I think hmm. they're
4: trying to write him out injury wise I don't know or they're just getting past that dude because we all know he's pretty much going over in that one. I don't know but uh, Champa Elgin should be good and chop- to me Champa could be where Elgin was is at now if it wasn't for the injury
3: the uh, TV title will be on the line as Matt Ta- Matt Matt Haven. MTV will be, defend- he- we'll be defending against Jay Lethal after he won a triple threat match with BJ Whitmer and Mike Bennett.
4: Uh, how- I hope it doesn't get put back on Lethal. Uh, I don't think it will happen, but I could maybe see that happening. Well, we'll get to that.
3: The tag team titles will be defended by Red Dragon as well. They will be taking on Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander, who successfully won a triple threat tag with R.D. Evans and QT Marshall, or Marshall, should I say, and Tedarius Touchdown, not Touchdown, Tedarius TD Thomas and ACH. And in the main event of Best in the World, it's brother versus brother as Jay Briscoe defends against Mark. And they've left it in such a way that it looks like the Briscoe brothers don't seem to be acting very well as a team anymore, possibly.
5: Okay. Here's my issue with this. Now, before I say this, let me just say, I knew this was going to happen eventually. But due to how they're building it up on the taping, it seems very, um, I guess, TNAF, per se, in which they only built this up on the last TV taping. Why couldn't they build this up since the first set of TV tapings?
4: This you know, that's, my
5: only, that's my only issue with
4: it. It, see, it almost seems like they kind of hot shot it. Although, the end game seems to me that Scum is going to end Briscoe's reign. So eventually you were going to have to do Mark and Jay, but it almost seems kind of early in a way. Uh-huh. And then again, you might as well get that out the way. Unless that was the whole plan, so... Um, yeah, but
5: yeah, but if you remember back in, I think it was 2002 or 2003, when they were feuding originally, they built it up on several sets of shows,
0: which mm-hmm. eventually
5: led to the first encounter in Boston, because at the time, uh, Mark Briscoe was like probably 17, and he couldn't wrestle in Philadelphia or yes. Pennsylvania for that matter, because the legal age that he had to wrestle until he was 18, and he couldn't. So they and built feud between...
4: Sorry, At ROH, was at CDW and put them in masks as ninjas? <laughs> but that's another... I think I might have to pay like that. that. <laughs> yeah, for like yeah, at- F, I think it was 2001 because they, they weren't of the age so they had to wear masks and say there's something else. My uh, bad, I cut you there.
5: <laughs> no, that's okay. But they built up the feud for several shows until it led to the first encounter in Boston. So that's why I was a bit disappointed at they only built it up with within the the go home show. Yeah. I'm just disappointed that they didn't build it up at the first taping.
4: Hell Market joined the prophecy at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I do remember <sighs> that. Yeah yeah. I think the last time they had a singles match would have been back in two thousand seven, if I'm not mistaken.
0: So they
4: had a really, really good match back at the first ever best of the best for CZW.
3: Yeah. So I think with that, uh, we'll have to actually cut the news and put it into the second segment because I don't want this. I don't want our news to go on overly long. We'll just try and, uh, considering we're not reviewing two shows this week, the middle segment went over four hours but as I hear myself quick reverse appearance of a neutron flow Randy
2: hmm
3: um when we uh come back we'll finish the results we've got some uh New Japan Dragon Gate and Shikara results and CWF but there's a little bit of news regarding that card and also our review of Pro Wrestling Gorilla's All Star Weekend Night One with some crazy crap uh, may also involve $20 bills for some reason I don't know yeah. but we'll uh, go to a quick advert break and we'll see you in a few minutes for more of the whole indie show here on the SS radio network
1: Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out triplew.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over sixteen years, and just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over twenty-seven thousand other subscribers. Wrestling-online.com. You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling Dash What is up,
4: my SNS peeps? I am the sensational sequel, Sean. And Ashley
3: too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet.
4: We have this really cool show on the SS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling. We also cover all the biggest gaming news and game reviews.
3: Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment.
4: This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SS Radio Network.
0: Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans,
1: your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches.
0: It's go time! The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News
1: Live.
2: Reasons not to marry a porn star.
1: Did you hear the news that uh Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh his girlfriend Jenna Jameson? Well he probably tried to fuck her and it was like throwing a hot dog down the hallway and he just said, What the fuck? Where'd you been? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, you know, even a seven forty seven looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty, be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star and be okay with it? <laughs> You know what? I would have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. (laughs) Then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live.
1: The years start coming and they don't stop coming Back to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets You'll never know if you don't go
3: You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on On, get Glad to see you back from the adverts for part two of the whole indie show with myself, Sandra, and Randy. Or I should say Ashley, not myself. Ah, too bad. I, f- I think I've worked out who I am. Just about. So, more results coming up now. Uh, starting off with. I think we'll go with the ones that happened last Friday. The New Japan Wrestling Don Taku Show. With a supernova vacancy of 6,800 fans, which isn't bad. Considering this, th- these are numbers that TNA can only dream of. That's an idea. TNA should go over to Japan. Do
4: you think it would be popular hey, over there, there Sandro?
5: They would enjoy shit there.
4: <laughs> Hell. Well, look at it like this. ROH tried to do a couple shows in Japan. Yeah, Bully Ray goes context. over
3: there. So, Bully Ray goes over there. Do you know who I am? Silence. Well,
4: oh, you'll probably get over in Japan. They know who he is.
3: Oh, yeah, because he's on WGP.
4: Maybe, maybe TNA should bring over a TNA guy to wrestle there in New Japan so TNA will know how it feels to fuck up some the <laughs> talent over there because the two top guys in New Japan <laughs> used to work in TNA. Yeah, Well, one very briefly and one almost non-existent when he was there. And is now, like, the most badass person there now. Yeah, but
3: the fact is, as well, if TNA went over there, it'd actually be a legit invasion rather than the NWA one. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Results. (laughs) Results, and um, Sandra, if there's any... Interesting thoughts or news from the results that you want to give on them, just uh, chime in. Starting off with, I'm guessing because it's match zero, it's probably the dark match. Uh, which saw Yuji Nagata, Jushin Funda Liger, Tiger Mask and Maximo beat Tomohiro, Ishii, Yoshihashi, Yado and Yado. I still can't get that right. Yeah. When uh, Liger used an air as a drop. On Yado. Then, first match overall, Rocky Romero and Alex Kozlov beat Koshida and Alex Shelley after a contract killer from Romero, which means new champs. New IWGP Junior heavyweight tag champs. The old champs. Again. <laughs> it's changed again. It's, they're changing more than Kelly Kelly's underwear.
4: Mm-hmm. Um... Although I hate with the eye pay-per-views now that like half the roster you don't even hear their entrance music because they had to take it out for copyright reasons. This being one of the main ones with Forever Hooligans because of course they use Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. I have to wonder think... what it was like for the junior. Head- perhaps they're
3: taking a perhaps they're taking a leave out of Monday Night Raw's book and not just having any entrances whatsoever.
4: They could do that well. I'll look at the triple threat that they had—all three of them: Abushi, Loki, and Prince Devitt. used license. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a yeah, that would have to have been like <laughs> just nothing but silence. That sometimes happens mm-hmm. when it's a uh, Forever Hooligans and Champs again, forever and ever. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. end of time. Yeah.
3: Next, saw the uh, Bad Luck Fail return match as Prince David and Bad Luck Fail slash King Fail, whatever you want to call him, did beat Ryusuke Taguchi and Captain New Japan after Devitt pinned Captain New Japan after a choke lariat from... F- Is it Fail or far la- or I
4: think it's Bad Luck Fale.
3: Farley
5: And of course, uh, Prince Devitt debuting a new jacket with uh, a uh, very... Uh Influential by Jericho, which which is basically saying the real rock and roller. Oh yeah, so that's Somewhat of a cute gimmick.
3: Red Ned Redemption. I don't
4: know. well we'll hear about more about Devitt pretty soon. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Uh, then the IWGP tag team titles on the line in the four way, which again saw new champs as Hoyoshi Tenzan and Kojima beat the defending champs Archer and Davey Boy Smith, uh, Manabu Nakanishi and Strongman and Toriyano and Takashi T- T- Izuka after Kojima used the Lariat on Strongman. So interesting that the uh, the champs didn't get pinned to lose
4: their belts. You the yeah, I was,
5: yeah, I was kind of surprised that I was surprised that Ten Goji Go- once again become the champs. I, I thought we would have seen uh, the Chaos team taking the belts, but that's not the case here. Forever.
4: It would have been nice to see Chaos pull off the of bad intentions. Although I, something, I tell tells, you. something tells me that TMDK is going to get the belts from Chaos. I highly doubt they lose on their first title defense in Noah. but...
3: Now the NWA will just win every single title mm-hmm. in about two mm-hmm. months.
4: Well, Davy Boy and on um, uh, Archer, are the the Killer Elite Squad squad the NWA Tag Team Champions.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So that might yeah, have been why they, that they, they actually lost them. Well, they lost yeah. probably the, they lost the more important belts.
3: No, they lost they, they lost the belts that matter. Exactly, the more important I, belt. No, I, I, I swear the NWA tag belts are probably, you know, the history that they do have, I swear that the new ones that they're actually probably using are just, you know, chocolate coins that they got from those, like, bags from Dollar Tree. <laughs> and just stoked them on. Seriously, what happened to you, NWA? God. Then the, Neverweight, the Never Openweight title... Uh, was successfully defended. Oh my god, a title of it was defended? First one's so over and the night as Masato Tanaka beat Tomoki Homa the sliding D. The original then, was sliding D. I
4: wonder hmm. where we've seen that in the Indies before. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And a whole load of special singles matches. First up, uh, Togi Makabe beating. Yajiro Takahashi with a King Kong knee drop. Then Hiroki Goto uh, versus Katsuyori Shibata went to a double knockout.
5: Interesting so that, result there.
3: Yeah, that means that that's still, that feud's going to continue.
4: We're yeah. probably waiting for
3: Sakuraba to get
4: back set, uh, from his dislocated shoulder, or was it his elbow? Uh,
5: I, I think it was the. The elbow I'm not mistaken.
3: And then in the final singles match, non-title anyway, Hiroshi Tanahashi beat Carl Anderson with the high fly flow. But I believe from this, something interesting happened, Sandra.
5: Yes, uh, something interesting did happen after the match. Uh, After the match was over, uh, Prince Devitt and uh, King Fale entered the ring and began attacking Tanahashi in the ring. Now, at this point, Carl uh, Anderson sees this and gets in the ring. And at this point, David and Folly stop. And it seemed that Anderson was going to help Tanahashi. But out of nowhere, Carl Anderson decided to attack Tanahashi, uh, hitting the ace crusher on Tanahashi. And this led to all three men attacking Tanahashi, but this also led to Tamatago, who was in who was at ringside on the corner of uh, Carl Anderson, and he joined in the fray, and all four men attacked and destroyed Hiroshi Tanahashi, and this led to the new stable that is now known as the Bullet Club, which is being led by Prince Devitt.
3: Which sounds way more interesting than aces and eights, personally, at the minute.
4: Well, oh, yeah. shit, got, shit got real in New Japan for Prince Devitt, with Prince Devitt in the Bullet Club.
5: Mm. <laughs> and I like the fact that the stable mostly comprises of Gaijin wrestlers. So I, I like that fact, and it's definitely a new heel stable in the company, so watch out Chaos and Suzuki Gun. There's a new group in town and they're taking care of business real quick.
3: And Then then we get to the double main event. First up, the IWGP Intercontinental title on the line. And Shinsuke Nakamura successfully defended his title against Shelton Benjamin after the BOMA Yay.
5: Now, I heard there was a bit of a botch spot during this match. Especially during the end of the match, there was a... But apparently uh Nakamura I think he was going for his uh the knee strike to
3: the back of the head but
5: somehow kind of slipped and that kind of ruined the match.
3: It certainly hurt the finish but I don't think it overly I don't think it ruined it hugely. And then the main event itself Kazuchika Okada successfully defended uh, against Minoru Suzuki with the Rainmaker in a match that went over half an hour. And yeah, her- I think that's the first time he's defended that belt, isn't it? He uh, yeah, successfully the- retained it.
5: Yeah, this is the first defense that he had for the belt that he regained back
3: last month. Didn't, didn't he redrop it? Didn't he drop it the first time he got it?
5: Um, I think he did. If I do let me try to remember. No, the first time he got it, he had a few title offenses. I think he might have had maybe at least two or three at that point. Okay. Uh, he dropped it back. Oh,
4: when, when Okada, yeah, Okada faced, it was Naito, Goto, and I want to say somebody else. But I do remember I Naito. And, faced, yeah, the first yeah, race for I Okada. think he
5: might have faced Makabe, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Might have been Makabe, I don't I want to say there was at least one other defense before he lost it back to Tanahashi.
5: And uh, after the match, uh, of course, Okada was celebrating in the ring. And, um, of course, uh, Gato, who, who his manager, pretty much uh, grabbed the mic and basically bragged about how uh, Tanahashi, is pretty, uh, excuse me, uh, Okada has pretty much uh, beaten everybody and he was waiting for the next challenger to show up. And Gato was probably wondering, it was probably going to be Tanahashi again. But, of course, Tanahashi was taken out by the Bullet Club. And this results as uh, Toge Makabe coming out and basically making a challenge for him for the belt, which has been signed for their next, uh, I'm assuming, pay per view on June 22nd.
3: Yeah, the Dominion show, apparently.
5: Yes. Now, not only was that one of the other big news, but there's one bigger news that came out after the show. Uh, New Japan has confirmed the following entrance for their upcoming 20th annual Best of the Super Juniors Tournament for New Japan. And basically, here are all the competitors for this tournament. Uh, we have Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask 4, last year's winner, Misuke Taguchi, Kushida, Alex Shelley, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Raku Romero, Alex Kozlov, Jado, Brian Kendrick, Taichi, Takamishinoku, Prince Devitt, Kenny Omega representing DDT, Titan. in a while. Yeah, it's a it Uh turn. Titan, hmm. representing CMLL. Uh, the former Tremperetta will show up in this tournament, which is interesting. And the last but not least, Ricochet, representing Dragon Gate Japan. So those
3: it's are. Inter- the- interesting nod, certainly.
5: Yes, I'm very interested to see how Ricochet will do in this tournament. And I'm hoping he'll try to steal the show in, in the tournament because last year, Pac was definitely one of those guys that was definitely most talked about in last year's Best of the Super Juniors tournament. And
4: well, Pac got over course, quickly. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, definitely. He got super over, uh, of course, before signing with the E. And, of course, the tournament will take place uh, starting May 24th in Kirkland Hall and will end on June 9th. So I will definitely keep my eye on this tournament, and I will do my best to co- cover the event itself. So look out for that on the Facebook page in the upcoming weeks.
3: Also, uh, that weekend, you had uh, Dragon Gate Japan's Dead or Alive show. Uh, Quickly going through the results here. Mondo Rizu and... Is it Crazy or KZ?
5: It's pronounced KZ, but it's the same thing, like Crazy.
3: Yeah, KZ beating Shihiro, Tom Minaga, and Yuki Shimizu. Uh, then Rio Jimmy Saito Success Well Rikasum, Jimmy Saito Well the Jimmy's is really isn't it Genki Horiguchi H.A. Jimmy Or Ha Jimmy whatever And Jimmy Kanda Beating Super Shailong a third Super Shisa and Sasai Bikong Then Kanes Hang on that's a bit confusing Why am I seeing W's and on the same column?
5: That means when?
3: No, but it says that KNS and Kotoka, KNS won as did Jimmy Kagetora, who was on the opposite side. At least of the results I've got. I think KNS and Kotoka won anyway. Yeah, beating, I'm not sure uh, where you're Jim- getting the results. Beating Jimmy Kagitora and Mr. Q... <laughs> It's the fucking Dolphin again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. QQ Naoki B- Tanazaki Toyonaka Dolphin.
3: Dolphin! Uh, Then Jimmy Susumo beat Ricochet. I think, yeah. With the Jumbo no Kachi Jumbo no Open Kaichi. No Kaichi. Oh,
4: that Lariat. I think, I think it's Lariat. It is
3: a larry. So I went into the Japanese name Randy just goes, oh, the larry.
4: Well, Tumbo no Kachi, God. yeah, from uh, J- uh, Jimmy Susumu, the former Susumu yeah. Yokozuka, and formerly Susumu Mochizuki, I believe, yeah.
3: Uh, the, yeah, they opened the, Open the Dragon, Dragon Tate titles, was successfully defended as Naruki Doi, Shaki Hoko Boy and Rich Swan de- uh, successfully beat Masaki, Mazuki, Hub and Don Fuji. Then they open the Bravegate title. Uh Masato Yoshino beats Dragon Kid. So we have new champion in Yoshino there.
5: I'm a bit surprised at the result. I really wasn't expecting uh, Yoshino getting the Bravegate belt. Um just really surprised at this. I thought Dragon King would have held on the belt for just a bit longer.
3: And open the Twingate title. Sora, Yamato, and Shingo Takagi defeat the BB Nation. So new champions there as well with a Twin Gate. And then for the Open the Dream Gate title, Chima successfully defended against Akira Tazawa, And then afterwards, does he did his usual promo of challenging little kids. <laughs>
5: yeah, not really surprised at Chima retaining the belt. Um, not really sure who else is going to challenge him for the belt. I'm you know, going through the usual Dream Gate uh, Pages or fan forums. Uh, I know a lot of people are giving their thought that they might see Ricochet challenging Shima for his belt, which is possibility. But I don't see Ricochet getting getting the Dream K title at this point. I don't think he's ready just yet. He's pretty much beating almost everybody in the roster. I I just don't know who else to face.
3: Hmm. Now, uh, getting to the Shikara results now. Starting with the Battle Not With Monsters card from the Friday. Started off with Teary, Kobold, and Ophidian. Defeating Fire Ant, Sailant and Lost Ice Creams after Kodama pinned a Sailant. Saturine beat Missile Assault Ant. Orbit Adventure Ant and Arctic Rescue Ant in the next match. Along with Deviant in their corner. I think... Beat three point in Akuma, so that must have been a six tag. But Arctic Rescue Amp pinned Akuma after a top rope leg drop. Amasis beat the shard by reversing a prawn hold into a pin. Then Gavin loudspeaker shows up wrapped in duct tape, claiming that Tim Donst locked him in a closet. That feud's continuing there.
4: <laughs> we'll probably see that on a video.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Archibald Peck beat Jigsaw with a handful of tights, so it looks like Archibald Peck going here. What? Uh, Mr. Conspiracy. Touchdown's success. Eh?
5: Conspiracy.
3: Uh, hey. <laughs> stop, stop, stop ruining stuff we're going to talk about in two weeks.
5: <laughs> hint, hint.
3: Hint. You keep believing these hints like breadcrumbs. And you and you listeners are going to be Hansel and Gretel, oh, and you're going to pick them up. Then when we've got you, you're going to be trapped, forever, in a good way, honestly. Um, next up, the Young Lions Cup match: Mr. Touchdown successfully defended against Andrew Everett, AKA form well, the artist formerly known as Chiva Kid, with the sleeve licker. Then Spectral Envoy beat Fist after miscommunication in Fist which apparently seems to have led Johnny Gagano to quit Fist. Awkward.
5: And the plot taken.
3: Yeah. Uh, then the main event happened with Kingston beating Green Ant after a backfist, backdrop driver, and then another backfist. So apparently... The show started with Donst, Hammermeyer, Veronica, and Steve Vettel. And Donst sang a song. And Donst actually announced the whole first half of the show. So the first four matches. And then Gavin showed up. I'm just thankful that he didn't have like a ball gag like Pulp Fiction.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> Do not bring the gift yeah. out at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, how the fifth, your answer. ass goes
5: down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then we come to the Ghost of You Clings the following night on Saturday. This night started off with a dark match with the Washington Bullets beating Shane Marks on the Jagged Edge in a showcase for Platinum Championship Wrestling, one of the local Georgia promotions. Then, interestingly, Gavin did sing a song, but it, apparently it was ripping on the director of fun, Wink Vavazor. I tell you, the, pop, the popularity ratings for him are getting as bad as George Bush during the Iraq War. Seriously. Wow. Then the opening match saw Chuck Taylor lose to the debutant of Shenron.
4: I think it might be, if it's who I think it is, it's Shenlong. And this takes you back to last year when there was one of the people that 17 took out, uh, uh, took He named Shinlong that they were debuting over their videos. He had like half a mask, very similar to uh Equinox's mask. I think that's who they what might be he? talking about there.
5: But wasn't he named under something else?
4: It was yeah, Like, or no, no, no. I take that back. It was Teen Long. It was either Teen Long or no. Shinlong was. I might be thinking the Dragon person. It was Teen Long. I think <laughs> it was. And yeah, for copyright like
3: reasons from Mortal Kombat, they ditched it.
5: <laughs> well, well, it looks like Jakara is, is still in the name from Dragon Ball Z, but that's another
3: story. This At least they didn't call him Chevron. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> next, saw so Jigsaw and the Shard beat Fire Ant and the Salant when Shard pinned the Salant with a top rope double stump. Then, in the next match between... I think it's Icarus versus Gran Akuma. Icarus shoved Akuma off a top rope in front of the ref. Oh, no, it was Sugar Dunkerton versus Akuma, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Icarus. Yeah, Icarus shoved Akuma off a top rope in front of the ref, so Dunkerton got disqualified. And so now Sugar Dunkerton has quit Fist. So all that's left is Icarus and Taylor completely.
5: There's another hint. To talk about
3: a lot of stuff going on. Then Amasis wins via a rolling elbow, uh, surviving a fisherman's suplex on the floor, April Powerbomb, and a top rope tombstone. Amasis survives all against Kobold, so really building heavily now towards uh, the pay per view in June. Then the interesting one between Spectral Envoy. And the combat, well, the colony extreme force, should I say? Ultramantis is disqualified for removing Missile Assault Ant's mask. The snag is Missile Assault Ant removed Missile Assault Ant's mask and made it look as if Ultramantis did it. Does that technically mean Missile Assault Ant is Eddie Guerrero?
1: Wow,
5: you just say that.
3: <laughs> hey. It's it's that style of finish, isn't it? Hit the chair on the floor, give it to the other guy and fall on the floor and
4: look guilty. Um uh, well yeah, you could. There's other people who's used it. I can't think of anybody really I know Linsey's done. It with one mask time. I don't think anybody's done it with a mask before that I'm aware of. Actually I remember Lindsay doing it in a match in Chikara. I wanna say it was against Eddie Kingston.
3: Then, um, who was Donce facing? Is Saturine. Yeah, yes, yeah, Saturine. Um, yeah, Dons versus Saturine. Donce lost for a roll-up thanks to being obsessed with trying to get one over on Gavin. So Gavin was celebrating, so Donce basically beat the crap out of him and took another lock of his hair. And according to some reports, he may have eaten it. Wow. <laughs> wow! This is getting extremely crazy. Then in the Grand Championship, Co- can you say Kofi Kingston? Eddie Kingston retained after a super Uranagi and beats Mr. Touchdown, which means at a Tag World Grand Prix, it's Eddie Kingston versus Archibald Peck. There's another Now here. I'm worried. Now I'm worried. Uh backfist. Oh no 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 Prepare to see me squirm even more next week as we talk about that. And uh, then the main event, the Campionodes, Campionot the Campiones. De Parejas on the line.
4: Campionados uh, is on the line. Campiones is the champion. Campionados is the title belt. I, I just I'm uh, oh, sorry, yeah. There's but
3: it's
5: alright. He he doesn't know Spanish, so you know, don't blame him. No, it's yeah.
4: fair, yeah. Bear with me. I learned
3: Latin instead. That was useful.
4: It is. Yeah. most of most of the languages are based on So you- At least
3: I know my Roman Newton words.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh well the camp well, should I say then the campione successfully retained as ever the Campionatos matches are free falls... First fall went to the Pateri after a distraction from Ophidian. And Scott Parker was taken to the back. Shane Matthews then went on his own but managed to get a win with a roll up. Parker returned and then they got the third fall. So, yeah, very intriguing stuff going on there. And then CWF Mid Atlantic. Their card, uh, interesting one. Uh,. Actually, yeah, we'll give you the quick results. Uh, the Killbillies, uh, Southpaw Eric Andrews and, yeah, the Killbillies, Southpaw Eric Andrews and Honky Tonk Evan Banks beat the Black Watches Chase Dakota by pinfall. Oh no, ow. Uh, Eric Andrews beat Chase Dakota by pinfall. Mecha Mercenary and Aaron Biggs went to a time limit draw. Matthew De Niro beat Evan Banks. Rick Converse beat Chet Sterling. The tag team champs retained their titles as uh Walt Wheaton and Roy Wilkins beat Chris Lee and Andrew Everett Cross. AKA artist Formerly known as Kid. The Mid-Atlantic TV title was successfully defended as well. As Trevor Lee beat Donnie Dollars. Lee Valiant beats Jesse Ortega and the main event a no contest happened between Eric Groyal and Zane Dawson so by the ruling Eric Groyal retains the belt. But mm-hmm. I only give you quick results there because the card the actual show itself is available for free on YouTube. This is on our it's on our Facebook page, so make sure you check it out there. Uh, CWF show is actually their new, their next show is actually next weekend, so expect to see a preview of that. Now, quickly. Okay, this segment might be going the usual standard length. That you, those of you that listen to this regularly probably know how long it will go. So, hope, hopefully, this review, guys, doesn't take about 15 hours.
4: Let's hope yeah. not. <laughs> we'll make it take thirty so, hours.
3: <laughs> so it's the uh the all star showcase well showcase show now. I don't know. <laughs> the all star weekend, should I say.
4: With Larry Legend announcing I don't think he made <laughs> <laughs>
3: Paperclip <laughs> Starting off, well, uh, this is night one only this week. We're going to save night two for next week, and then we may not do a review in a couple of weeks because we might be dedicating it to something else. You might say there's a conspiracy about us not doing a review, but I don't know. Uh, Night one, starting off with first time ever, Kevin Steen versus Paul London. Apparently, Paul London was kind of dressed up in Dragon Ball Z, which is a bit... Uh, well,
4: no, it's
5: actually he's a. Or bring it back. actually is a. Yeah. It actually is a space gimmick that he's doing his astronaut stuff. The
4: intrepid okay.
3: traveler. It's just with that he does look like somebody from Goku with like the orange dojo stuff. <laughs>
4: The suit seems to be a lot shorter. It used to be kind of a bit more of a full get-up, a bit of a jumpsuit.
3: Yeah. And did like the bit when he was going to take off the suit, and it's like, oh, my God, it's tight down there. Mm -hmm. They even let Kevin Steen look, and he was like, whoa. Thank God we didn't have 3D glasses here, people.
4: Oh, no, don't tell me. Oh yeah, that gives me bad memories of something Paul London did in one of his last PWG appearances.
2: <laughs>
4: and oh, if you and I probably shouldn't recommend this to you, but if you watch, what was it, Battle Los Angeles 2000? Which one was the one that Joey Ryan won and people got pissed about? Uh, 2011, I believe it was. Was it 11? 3D no, it was glasses. Shit, it was 2000... No, it was 2010. Because it would have still... Ah,
2: but, 10 or, for, either I still way, want to know Tucker, what the
4: reference is to 3D glasses. Oh. Uh, never mind, I'll figure it out. But but let's just say Paul London wrestled in a dildo. And as weird as it is, I say it It actually happened.
3: Wow. There was- <laughs> that was the inspiration for Saints Row the 3rd, damn it. <laughs> God And there was even even a toilet break in the match as well. (sighs) Apparently Paul London got a little too excited or something.
4: Yeah, Paul London's a bit goofy. Not that it's a bad thing, but he tends to really show that out a lot at PWG, especially if you've seen the hybrid dolphin promos or the promos he did with El Generico as Peligro Bejas.
3: And there was an interesting bit when uh, he headed to the back and then came back with a pair of gloves on. The crowd started chatting O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
3: And then was funny. He, ch- he challenged him to a duel and slapped the hell out of him with them gloves.
5: He's got a big pop in the crowd.
3: Yeah. And there was also a nice bit as well where he got him in a hold on the ropes and then did like a cheesy Steen did a cheesy thumbs up to like a camera for a really dodgy photo op. Yeah. And then, because, pe- then there was this woman there that was like, oh, don't kill him. And then he was like, Look, give me a good reason why I shouldn't kill him. And the rest of them were going, kill, stink, kill. And he was like, oh, well, if I must. And I think he missed the spot that actually came from that. And then I think after that, they started chanting, be a star. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta love PWG crowds. But, uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was also a nice spot as well with the, yeah, he put, I'm trying to think, yeah, he put London in a tree of woe and then gave him the cannonball and then, what kind of looked like a sleeper, it kind of looked like a sleeper suplex. I don't know what the term actually is for that move. I think, yeah,
4: yeah, I think it is a sleeper suplex. Yeah,
3: pretty much. That was a damn sweet move, but even that wasn't enough for the finish. But uh, Paul London actually got the whim with a sunset flip powerbomb, followed by a shooting star press onto Steen's back as he was trying to crawl out. I think, which was damn well executed and this is what you need for an opening match. Take note, pretty much every company in the world.
5: Yeah, this was a great opening match to start off with. It was a good, good back and forth match between the two. Uh, uh, one of the spots that uh, that I enjoyed was during the match, um, Paul Lunder hits like a, a double foot stomp on Kevin Steen's back on the apron, which was a, a pretty good
3: scene. Uh-huh. Then, uh, Randy, what were your thoughts on that?
4: uh Steve Lundin was a pretty interesting opener there, kind of bringing people back to what Paul London did at his time at PWG before he left, for whatever reasons they may be. I have uh, certain uh, theories on it, but I'll leave that to myself, and it don't really matter now since he's back. But nonetheless, uh, London looked pretty good in his debut. He still kinda the same London he was then. And as you'll see with Border Wars and possibly other future ROH, you might be seeing a resurgence of both Paul London and Brian Kendrick in a sense too, because Brian Kendrick is also probably be talking about him when we review AEW's last show when that comes out.
3: Hmm. Yeah, and uh Yeah interesting stuff happened there, definitely. That was a pretty good match from what I've heard. Uh Match two on the PWG card saw Chuck Taylor and Johnny Gargano take on the Young Bucks in a non-title match, and this was crazy right at the start. Just hilarity ensued, <laughs> so much so that I don't think many people noticed it because of what happened before it. But Matt Jackson went in the ring and then purposely tripped himself up on the ropes, just completely randomly. Just epic. <laughs> Um, Trying to see, there was also a crazy bit with Gargano giving a spear to one of the bucks on the ring apron, but actually speared him so hard they went through and to the floor. Wow! Uh, but the young bucks eventually get the win with more bang for your buck. But I think yeah, this was a, it was a debut for him, wasn't it?
4: For Jody Gargano, yes, yes, Chuck Taylor is on and off, kind of with PWG.
5: Yeah, and there was one spot where um, Gargano was going for his uh, spear. Uh, he was going to do a double spear to the Young Bucks, but the Young Bucks responded by hitting a double super kick on Gargano. Oh,
4: yeah. In nice mid-air,
5: spot. which was fan-freaking-tastic. I was like, oh, shit. That was a great spot. You
4: know what it is about I gotta say, I can't hate their PWG work. Like anything else, eh, maybe not as good. Like TNA was like kind of like at the point where I really didn't like them, but now it's like, I, I've always admired the town, but I kind of wasn't as into them as others because I thought maybe they're just a bit more flippy. But no, the PWG is their land, like, and they're honestly one of the. I'm surprised they didn't become a bigger heel act in ROH. Although it might be because they're not all serious and cost a lot of money to send people from the West Coast, just as TJ Perkins as well, who we'll talk about with mm-hmm. night two. But um, yeah, the Young Bucks and uh, Fist slash Ronan delivered here. Johnny Gargano really making an impression on his debut. And this one just as good as their match from, um, I was about to say, High Noon Chikarsaurus Rex back in that pay-per-view back from last year in June, almost a year ago. Or, well, almost a year ago from now, but about nine months ago from the time that All-Star Weekend was filmed.
5: Well, I actually thought that this, this match was better than the one from Chikara because I thought it was more... It was more better, in my opinion.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd certainly say that. Next up, uh, another debut. Uh, Zeddy Edwards took on Jay Lethal. And this was, if you're if you if you're looking for a technical wrestling match, this was it. That, that's all I can really say about it. It's just, you have to see it to realize how good it was. It even had Randy
4: Savageisms.
0: isms
4: Oh, White batismo was definitely back here. And one yes. thing, one thing I'd like to notice kind of aside from it was the commentary on this was very interesting, especially from Chuck Taylor, who said probably one of the funnier lines there. And he was saying he, I was about to call, I was about to say them two n words can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: Brian K said it on the mic, so and nobody minded so.
4: Thanks. No, no, no. That's what. That's exactly how Chuck Taylor said it. That them t- two n words. No, he did it. I would have said it had he. Regardless. Now we've I, we made clear on this show we don't care about the hell. NIM pretty much uh, said it a few times. If you go back to the archives, not necessarily towards me, but in re- uh, about uh, racial tensions in general or some shit like that. But no, nah, I don't care. That's just that's exactly how Chuck Taylor said <laughs> it. But yeah, Brian Cage did say.
0: <laughs> we coming to you, nigga.
4: <laughs> <laughs> About Willie Mac, too, of all people, which makes it even funnier.
3: Yeah.
4: No blind. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, Edwards and Jay Lethal was. Uh, this was a good match here. And
3: Edwards getting the win with the uh, single leg Boston Crab submission. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm mm-hmm. surprised, Jay. It, it's almost amazing to think that Jay Lethal has. Uh, up until now, he's debuted with PWG. Which the only thing that I can kind of see, well, the TNA would be the main thing, but even then, it's eh, sometimes uh, it's just not your time. But nonetheless, Jay Lethal debuting and hopefully he'll come back.
5: A uh, couple of things I want to mention in this match. I enjoyed the match. You know, it was good. Um, probably during like the first five minutes, uh, there was a lot of reversals uh, between hammer locks between both men. And, uh, you know, it was just a, a good uh, spot, and the crowd was very into it. And then later in the match, uh, they were both on the outside, both Lethal and Edwards. Um, I believe uh, Edwards was... He was hanging in the, the middle rope, and Jay Lethal decided to ask for assistance from two fans. Now, Lethal is on the way, and he asked the fans to basically... Uh, pull him towards the towards the apron, because I'm assuming that Lethal was going to drop kick Edward. But instead of, uh, I guess, Lethal jumping in midair, uh, the fans apparently pushes push Lethal so hard that he basically hits the apron, which was oh. kind of hilarious.
3: God. That's... <laughs> There you go. Fan, fans should never should get involved in wrestling. <laughs> there's the there's the statement. Wow. But still, very good match there again. Speaking of good matches, we uh, cranked it up a notch again as more debuts. The Inner City Machine Guns, Ricochet and Rich 1, taking on new to PWG, AR Fox, and some guy called Samurai Del yeah. Wow. Might have heard him. Uh, wow. Wow. This match. Yeah, this <laughs> this match, the word to review it is wow. God damn. <laughs> this one in the
4: six, man, would we get tonight? This match might have been
3: brought to you by every single film in the Fast and Furious trilogy. Because <laughs> that's what it. Well, not even trilogy. What do you. Pentology? I don't no, know. a six coming out, it's going to be the Hexology.
4: Yeah, yeah, that'd probably be it. This match brought to you by Highspots.com. Literally, Highspots.com. There you go. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Just overall absolute craziness. Although the best bit was Chuck Taylor on the mic. Towards the end especially. Because there was one bit where Ricochet just like seemingly ran in from nowhere. And Chuck Taylor went... Where the fuck did he just come from? <laughs> and then, right at the end, when uh, Rich Swan did some crazy dive over the top, and then ricochet hit the six thirty finish, he just said, "I can't do any of this shit." Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Day. But oh, some, yeah. of the, some of the crazy, the the, the corkscrew spin thing that samurai did to the outside which was then followed i think by was it ricochet or was it rich doing basically the uh the swanton style dive
5: yeah i think it was ricochet
4: yeah it's just oh Oh, PWG pulled the AAA there and almost, well, AAA completely missed, like Sami Del sold, doing that dive at his debut. But they got PWG kind of barely caught it.
3: How much was WrestleMania?
4: About seventy dollars. Seventy sixty bucks.
3: Sixty bucks. How much is the DVD? Like fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, for that reason, buy two copies of his DVD. One for yourself, and then a spare one in case you lose the first one, because this match made it a low. Despite the fact that every single match on this card was, um,
4: well, epic to amazing. Oh, this is definitely oh, yeah. not to not to cut short a night too, but this was definitely the better night.
3: See, now I don't
4: want to see Night 2 now. Oh, oh <laughs> two, two, Night 2 good. No, 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 no. Wait till you see the six man. The six man gets even crazier. Add high uh, spots with strength spot.
3: Hashtag Lionel Richie.
5: Oh, uh, yes,
4: yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, as you just said it, uh, of course, uh, all of us were worried that uh, the part with the fans uh, singing uh, Lionel Richie's on Night Long wasn't going to make it on DVD... Um, I guess parts of it they did manage to put parts of it uh on the DVD itself, uh pretty much by the end before the ring an- ring intros were announced.
3: Technically, so for acapella, it can't be copyrighted. That's true.
4: Yes.
5: So at least we got to see it. So that's a good thing. Because and of course,
4: um, PWG entrances ever. Yeah. Sadly, but there was a point, maybe.
5: Yeah. It was probably maybe in the first maybe five or ten minutes where the fans were chanting Lionel Richie for like maybe fifteen seconds, which was probably hilarious. <laughs> and um, of course, and of course, sorry to cut you up, but just want to mention this real quick. Uh, of course, Chuck e. T. On commentary was great uh, when the ring announcer announced uh, the inner, inner City Machine Gun. Chuck Taylor said, "Hey, you're not from the Inner City. You're from Kentucky. Damn it." <laughs>
3: Yeah, I remember
4: that. And of course, um,
3: both those ahead, matches that Chuck was commentating on were pretty epic.
4: Oh, Chuck! Yeah, he <laughs> definitely step. Well, he'd always been like that with comments.
3: I demand that Chuck commentate more on Chicago.
4: He really does. Well, I actually have not done it as much. He tends yeah, to do it during done his, his matches recently, has he? I remember Tim Dons used to do commentary a lot. Now he, not as much. Since I have cycles, but the main people are pretty much, what, Bryce, Bryce, Ultramantis, Jakarson, Loudspeaker. I think that, yeah, Dasher tends to be on at least once.
3: Don seems to be doing a bit now as well. Yeah. But, well, uh, but, uh, yeah.
5: one anyway. quick thing, uh, as far as, as far as uh, Chuck Taylor on commentary, uh, I think it was when uh, Rich Swan hit a four fifty in the match, and uh, and it was a kick out. Chuck Taylor said, "Say, hey, remember when four fifty was a finisher? Not anymore."
4: Oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and now, just for the heck of it, because we did it for this first segment. I'm gonna do it for a second segment, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this over into the final segment, and make the final segment just actually no. I've made an executive decision on this recording, which will be broadcast. We're gonna go a bit longer with this one because uh, I've just seen what has come through in our emails, and if 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 I if I put the review over into the final segment, I don't want the lo- I don't want the longest segment to be the the end one. So, uh, match match five, Roderick Strong versus Trent with a question mark, which pretty much had it all. It had technical stuff, it had high-flying stuff, it had submission stuff, um, it had kind of jokiness. It also had a finish, by the way. I don't know what the finish is, but it was bloody cool.
5: Well, basically, uh, Roderick Strong, he basically lodges Trent in the air and midair, uh what's Trent Lands uh Trent lands on uh Strong's knees, which looks pretty sick. And uh, that's oh, what that the uh saying.
4: the orange crush backbreaker. Or er, death he had a name and I believe it's end of heartache that they, they like stopped using the name. And it's like called the super. it that move, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, but from the di- from the distance he flew is the super orange crush backbreaker.
4: Yeah. Oh, the one that Jay Lethal took was crazy where Jay Lethal literally did a whole flip into it and landed gutbuster style.
2: Damn. God.
4: Yeah, they did. It was on uh, TV. Or on the TV, but yeah.
5: Yeah, this this match was was good. Uh, Pretty good debut for Trent question mark here. Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll see more of Trent in the future.
2: PWG
3: goes. Yeah. Uh penultimate match. So the unbreakable fucking machines of Michael Elgin and Brian Cage taking on Future Shock, Kylo Rightley and the PWG champ Adam Cole. Uh what I did love about this is uh because it was Adam Cole and because it's PWG, there was more dick
4: sucking. Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, at least reference to
4: it—the
3: heel future. Yeah. Well, after DDT Four, there had to be. But again, just a great match here. Really, another a wow situation here. The the, and the finish as well, just. Ridiculous! (laughs) It's ridiculous! <laughs> when you see that finish, it's like they're really picking on him,
5: aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Basically, what happens? Uh, the Unbreakable fucking machine basically destroys Kyle O'Reilly with move after move after move. I can't describe it. That wouldn't be justice. You have to watch the match. Uh, I
4: basically, what it the was ending. You co- remember they. Destroy.
5: <laughs> there was a lot of crap going on but they destroyed Kyle O'Reilly and it pretty much ended with uh Michael Elgin hitting the spiral bomb for the win a very uh, good match uh very hard hitting match and it definitely showed uh the unbreakable fucking machine as a force in PWG and especially in the tag division so I'm glad to see more of Cage and Elgin there
3: Yeah, so I'm intrigued to see whether they're going to be in the hump for the tag titles again. I think they were night two, were they? I can't remember. Um,
4: yeah, they're no, they're Cole match. had a t- world title match, and Riley faced the loser of the main event.
3: Okay. Which we're
4: about to get into. uh
3: Yeah, main event the guerrilla warfare match between Drake Younger and Sammy Callahan. This is obviously the best of three, and it had to go to the third match. What I did like right at the start is... uh It's like a couple of streamers were threw in for Adam Cole. and went, No, for, not Adam Cole, for Callahan, And then Drake Younger. About 59 million streamers just all appeared from nowhere. And then, of course, the crazy, crazy thing is... They started fighting with the streamers... And they started getting wrapped wrapped around the guy's legs and everything, which was oh, brilliant. There was a heavy blood moment though from Drake. I think he might have bladed, from the way it looked.
4: He probably did. No,
5: well, well I don't know about that. From what I remember, there was a spot where uh, Sammy Callen had power popped Drake, but it was on a top, the top of the garbage can.
3: Yeah, he slammed him on his back with the top with, with well, it wasn't the top; it was the, the the bottom, the sharp end.
5: Yeah, but I think he he literally landed on his head. And that, that's pretty. I'm pretty sure that's where the cut came in.
3: It, no, he didn't. He didn't land on his head because after that, um, Callahan threw it at him, and it light. From what I could tell, it lightly grazed his head. Mm. From what I could see. And then he went down on the mat, and just out of camera shot, although you could see the edge of his head, and you could see his glove move up to the back of his head.
2: Because
3: mm. the gash that was inflicted was like an Eddie Guerrero gash. This I was mean, a nasty. Yeah,
5: this was a nasty cut that he received.
3: If it was That's done crazy. by that, if it was done by the trash can, my god, it was a deep one.
5: Yeah. And it got worse later throughout
3: the Oh, my word, yes.
5: This was an insane match, let me tell you.
4: Oh, Drake took a... I don't even know where to rank this among Guerrilla Warfares. This might be... It's up there with Kevin Steen and Super Dragon, if you've never seen that one.
3: Callahan gave a razor's edge to a younger... Out of the ring and through a set of chairs that were at ringside.
4: Yes. Yeah, Callahan was downright. This is like what I kinda of mentioned earlier, like it was kinda of like their old fuse. Callahan was he wasn't necessarily heel, but a lot of the things he was doing was very heelish. Like he when he poured literally pouring salt in the wounds.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. And then of course he found a stapler.
4: Yeah, like, the crowd just... Like, literally, Drake got over it. Yeah, you like, sick fuck. I see him as the next world champ.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he stapled him the head, then asked for money from ringside, and over the course of about two or three minutes, got two, I think it was $20 bills, and stapled them... To both of the face cheeks, yeah, just to make sure I'm not people don't think it's ass cheeks. His face cheeks, just like there, and the crowd was just like,
4: "Oh, that's probably worse than any of the beatings I've seen him take." It's Z Z W. and that's kind of weird to say considering the type of weapons that get used on CZW compared to,
3: and then. Younger started to get the upper hand a little bit, and fetched a uh, <laughs> a beer pitcher of thumbtacks. Yeah, that he apparently had. So it wasn't like you know a small bag of thumbtacks; it was like three quarters full beer pitcher of thumbtacks, mm-hmm. which kind of backfired on him because Callahan gave an angle slam into him. From what I remember. Before, yeah, actually before that, he actually f- he got he picked up some of the tags and threw them at his face,
5: which I'm pretty sure some of those tags uh, pretty much landed on the pan, which wasn't good. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then later on, he Sammy was on the top rope. Drake threw him off into the tags, and then the ending. I don't know what young. What's Younger's move? Uh,
4: the Drake's landing.
3: Yeah, Drake's landing through a freaking chair.
5: An open
4: chair at that.
3: Yeah. And then after the match was over, Callahan offered his hand, saying, "Yeah, you were the better man tonight. You're going to be the next world champ. And then you, Adam Cole, to beat the crap out of him." And cut a heel promo. And then the last word said on the pro- the last word said by wrestlers on the show, other than Excalibur, was <laughs> Adam Cole saying, suck my dick. <laughs> that was it. That's all you and need to one, know, apparently.
5: And apparently there was one fan that was excited when he said that.
3: And it was a guy. Yeah, there was one fan that went, Yes. <laughs> A little too excited but, there, man.
5: But this match was crazy. This was like literally a ZZW match in PWG. Great. Yeah. So, gentlemen, great for this show.
3: I would say A+, plus, but just because I want to be different, I'm going to give the UK equivalent and say A-star. Because... It kind of went beyond A+. plus. <laughs> it's just, oh my word. I think we have a contention for best show of the year here, people. And best promo... Considering all we've had is DDT4 and All-Star Weekend, PWG's already up for best promotion of the year. It's only had three cards that we've reviewed so far. Randy, what Randy?
4: I'm going to say, ooh, I'm kind of stuck between A+, plus and A, because this was really, really good. And I almost just want to say A+, plus, but there is nothing to me that was almost like A+, plus. although every match on the card, there was no really stinker match on the card. In fact, all of them were good and something to watch. And it's all... Eh. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give it an A plus. Fuck it, it's an A plus for me. That was that is easily, I'd say, probably show the year right now. A fucking plus. A <laughs> plus, plus, plus plus plus.
5: This That's was a like very. Say, this was a very great show, and it's definitely worth picking up the DVD.
4: And it lives now, up to the
5: hype. I know. Oh yeah, definitely. Now I know th- this could be a bit difficult, but what what do you think was the best night na- the best match of this show? Just for the
3: sheer oof, oh. Um If I had to pick one I'd probably say Oh, I'd probably say The Inner City Machine Guns versus Del Fo- uh, AR Fox and Del Sol but I think every other match is a joint second <laughs> but yeah, secretly if you want my opinion of uh, what was match of the night uh, the whole 2 hours and 40 minutes of it was match of the night
4: <laughs> Randy? I'm going, yeah, I gotta go Guerrilla Warfare. I loved everything else from there, but the Guerrilla Warfare just had an atmosphere to it that was like no other, like the fans just felt for Drake all of a sudden. Sammy, who, this could have been a nice way to turn Sammy heel, although probably won't really matter much. One, because it's PWG, and two, Sammy's more than likely on his way out. (laughs) So, But yeah, guerrilla Warfare and Drake Younger being made a star in California now, which, like I said, is probably going to lead him to the top. It shows why he was uh, – what probably led him to the top in CDW when he was champ for damn near two years. A lot of people forget that. Yeah, he was running shit at CDW for a while.
0: And
4: it's kind of <laughs> nice to see him really get that recognition, although it seems like he only really got it because he wasn't in CDW. But that's – another story for another time on kind of the treatment CCW gets on that. Although some deserve depending on some of the shit Sanding did. But anyway, another story another time. <laughs> Younger is made a Jesus. star. <laughs> Younger is made a fucking star in California because of Guerrilla Warfare, which might be the best one they've ever done. And that's kind of hard for me to say.
5: Sandra? So, I would have said Guerrilla Warfare as well. But I got to give it to uh, the Inner City Machine Guns versus A.R. Fox and Sam Rydell. So for me, as a fan of uh, high-flying wrestling, and, you know, there's people saying, oh, it's just a bunch of, you know, flippity doodas or whatever. That's not wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I was thoroughly entertained with the match, and I enjoyed it. As I said, as, as much of a high-flying fan that I am, that match was match of the night, in my opinion. Just fantastic.
3: Oh, wait. Uh, Jay Lethal did one of the botches in his... He did a botch in his match. I changed my grade for the entire show to an F. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> minus <is> five stars. <laughs> no, nah, minus six stars. We go off the scale. <laughs> we make stars up. Um... <laughs> But, uh yeah, that's that's night one. Night two was pretty damn crazy as well. Thank you, Lionel Richie. Um, but uh when we come back, as we have gone a bit overly long, but I just wanted to get out of the way, we've got a heck of a lot of emails from L-Train, including one that I am blooming jealous of, damn L-Train. And also, I want a full report we might have to get you on to get a full report on what you haven't sent me. This is annoying. And then we're also going to preview all the stuff happening this weekend from Wrestling Is Art, uh, CCW, and WSU. If there's anything else, sorry, but the show's going too long already. So here's some ads. We'll see you in a few minutes, guys.
1: In my back, I- I got my act right. With anger and discontent, some seeking sinking in search of life before I'm a peace-loving decoy, ready for retaliation I change the whole location to a fine box, six under The pulse of the last wild wonder Or to give the media strike, and I'm thunder When lightning blasts, reflexes, on constant alert from the constant hurt that seems limited Hey everybody, the Bronx father here. Are you an Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a place where you can talk about TNA Wrestling and give your opinion on the product? Then you have to tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night at ten thirty Eastern, eight thirty Mountain, where I break down this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, talks and TNA news, and of course take your phone calls and emails over at TNA Chat Live at snsradionetwork.com. So join us every Thursday and cross the line right here on the SNS Radio Network.
0: Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay,
5: I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught Skip sh- Sheffield's gimmick,
1: and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich.
0: Join Brian Maverick, Bertrand, and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me. It's me. It's the doG the road dog, Jesse James. Present.
1: What's going on? This is Kazarian.
0: And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And Future.
1: Hey, guys, it's Dream of Fusky.
0: And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> Mindwipe, exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah, this is going to be fun.
2: JJ Six
0: A. His charm is so contagious; vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him the way lightning precedes thunder. He is JJ Six. The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library. And it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you hurt me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ6A. He is the most interesting man in the world.
1: I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to wrestling news live stay thirsty my friends stay thirsty
3: segment of this week's whole indie show with Sandro, Randy and Ashley. Uh, and we start off with a lot of crazy emails with some results that have came in over the course of us recording. Uh, these are the shows that L-Train said he was going to. He went to three. One of them he hasn't given the results of because apparently it's not safe for work. Since when has this been work? Yeah. What, what did I say about last week about us being professional? I, I got thrown out the window completely ever since day one. So damn it, we're
5: not regulated. We're not regulated by the FCC. Damn it! Say <laughs> whatever the fuck we want.
3: Yeah, fuck that shit.
5: And, and it's not like we're. I was trying, I was doing trying a video to remember.
3: Th- I was trying to remember the acronym from Liberty City Stories for the the, the pressure group, which amazingly is spelled C U N T F L A P S. <laughs> Because I don't want to say it myself, because, hey, that's been on an edited video of uh, Countdown on YouTube. You can look at it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So these are uh, L-Train's thoughts and results from the shows from California last weekend. Starting with EWF's card. First match saw Tarasso beat Seville the Frill Alvarez. Apparently Tarasso's... Name actually comes from Hebrew, meaning to wrestle or cause trouble. So apparently, all wrestlers cause trouble. Note to self: stay away from Cameron, and or Rosa Mendes, and or yeah, and good. or anybody else that keeps getting into trouble. Mike Knox, uh,
4: <laughs> allegedly. Actually, that one I think yeah, he literally didn't it do it, as far as I know. Well, then again, he was signed. How long with them, and did not get shit?
3: So I think that was just. <laughs> well, I, mean, I meant the I meant the house situation. No, yeah, it.
4: yeah, exactly. No, that's what I'm yeah. talking
3: about. Yeah,
4: no, as far as I know, yeah, they just. It might have been his, but he got cleared of it, so it really don't matter.
3: <laughs> Next saw Scorpio Sky beat Iron Man Mike Mays via DQ in a last chance match, meaning that with three straight losses. Mike Mays won't get another chance to score a win on Scorpio Sky. Then Flecha Fugaz beat the Mexican Warrior in a mask versus mask match. The Mexican Warrior was revealed as Juan Roman from Cuer- Cuernavaca, Mexico, is it?
5: Oh, uh, Cuernavaca.
3: Cuernavaca. I did get it right. Yeah, I pronounced okay. a Spanish thing right on this show for the first <laughs> time this, this week. My God. Uh, Apparently with five years' experience as a professional wrestler. Hmm. Then the Von Dooms beat the Warriors La Familia and the Fallen Empire in a fatal four-way to retain the EWF tag titles. Then Mr. WrestleMania 25 and Chris Jericho's favorite referee, Marty Elias, (laughs) Pete Brandon Gatson, in a come-as-you-are street fight to become the new champion. After celebrating his victory, Marty proclaimed that he'd lost his smile and would immediately be vacating the title by awarding it to Brute Barretto. This brought out a less than pleased Frank Mott, who sent the deputy commissioner Johnny Starr into the ring to proclaim the title vacant, so that the EW so that the EWF wouldn't go a day without a champ. He said that instead of becoming the new number one contender, the winner of the Great Goliath Rumble would become the new champion. So here's this. So here comes the main event, which is the Rumble, which featured 45 men. Which then got to the final two, which interestingly enough, was Scorpio Sky and Iron Man Mike Mays. And this time, Mays managed to get Scorpio over the top rope, and he wouldn't get the chance to get a win on Sky, but technically he just did, and became the new EWF champion. So how I think the Sky and Mays thing will continue again. Because yeah. obviously in the next match, Mays would have to lose the title, wouldn't he? So I think somehow they could stretch it out again. I don't know. But that's the results from that. Now the... Uh... Oh, interesting. A bit of issue with the full results, full list of results for the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Red Carpet Rumble show. So a brief recap of the highlights. Uh, the Heritage Tag Team title saw the tribe beat Los Banditos via DQ, so the Banditos ret- retain. After the match, they ha- the Banditos actually handcuffed the Tribes of the ropes and assaulted them with the tribe's own leather straps, because that's what they do, apparently. Wink. Then um, a red carpet rumble match. 33 wrestlers enter and 31 are thrown over the top. Then the final two men, which were Sean Ricker and Scorpio Sky. What is it about Scorpio Sky and doing well in Rumbles? That was a good weekend for him. Uh, the two final two then fight until one man is pinned or submitted. Uh, Sean Ricker hits Sky with a gravy train for the 1-2-3 and becomes the first ever Hollywood Heritage Champion. And then right after the match, though, Ryan Taylor cashes in his PP3 Cup trophy. PP3, what's that one again? I can't remember. PP3 Cup trophy, which lets him challenge for any title, but is actually pinned by Ricker as well, and then dedicates his title win to his late manager, Percy Pringle.
4: Yeah, per- Yeah. Percy Pringle used to... The thing when I did see Championship Wrestling from Hollywood I found funny about Percy uh, Percy Pringle managing Sean Ricker is that Sean Ricker can talk.
2: Mm. Yeah,
4: he has a manager. Like, no, Sean Ricker, <laughs> he's pretty good on the mic, but... Yeah, he still has a manager, like... Oh, no, name whatever example here. Oh that no, would be CM Punk and Paul Heyman. There
3: we go. Then SoCal Crazy beat the Mirror Image Ricky Mando in a flag match. Being the international television champion, Tyler Sintran just successfully defended against Blake 30th Century Fox. Then, later in the night, Ricker's being interviewed, but is interrupted by the Scorpio Sky experience. Sky says that in this small pond, they're the two biggest fish, and if he's not the best, then he doesn't want to be here, and basically challenges Ricker to a loser-leaves town match for the belt. And in the main event, Scorpio Sky beats Sean Ricker to become the new champion. So Ricker is gone. Uh, it's uh, train says it's and night of wrestling all around and then shocker of the night seeing a seven foot taller fellow somersault clothesline Terex and then kip up to his feet from the ground mm. that is a pretty big shocker there, uh, train and then the final show he did go to was the Lucha Vivoom show this apparently wasn't safe for work so instead he just sent us a picture of him posing with Matt Classic God damn it! I'm so fucking jealous of you, Eldrin. <laughs> We're gonna have to get you on to get a full blow-by-blow account of what happened on Lucha Vavundana.
4: Now, basically, i to never... gonna be on here as like a special correspondent, or uh, especially for the West Coast. it's unless my ass is moving to god damn it, Hard we, we need him to
3: go to one... we need him to go to the PWG and or Oh, yes, Shikara shows. Oh yeah, Shikara is yeah, coming to receive Shikara in November. Shikara in November.
4: On oh, my birthday too? Shit, I think it's either... If it's after then, I might go to that. So I'm pretty sure it's before.
3: Check it up as you uh, go through the results. Actually, a little bit of news as well. Um, we found out there's another show from Wrestling in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious coming up next week. A new company, which is Wrestling is Intense, which has got various uh, matches on the card, but we'll go through them fully next week. But yeah.
4: Wait, that's the new no- one?
3: Another one.
4: Okay, so I think one of the letters still needs to be filled because it's what? Wrestling is heart, wrestling is intense, wrestling is art, wrestling is awesome, wrestling is respect, wrestling is cool, I believe, is one as well. So that is mm-hmm. the K needs to be filled.
5: Wrestling Wrestling,
3: is knight. Wrestling is zoo. Wrestling is king? I don't know. Anyway, uh... Speaking of wrestling is... We'll go through uh, the wrestling is art show first for picks and everything. Actually, no, 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 no. I forgot. Uh, Sandra, you want to quickly... I'm going to do picks on this, but we're going to mention it anyway. This weekend sees Kenta Kabashi's retirement match, and there's a whole card built around it. The show is Final Burning this Saturday. Yeah.
5: Do you want me to go over the entire card or just the main event?
3: Uh, Go over the whole card. Uh, I think there's there's only a couple of matches where I know names from from... I think from match five onwards, I don't know any from the first four, at least. Okay. Oh, no. I was Tenru, but.
5: Okay, uh, of course, the show will take place in uh, the Budokan Hall, a very legendary arena that uh, Kento Kobashi had uh, several matches there. Uh, the first match is uh, Masanobu Fuchi uh, taking on Hiroshi Kumano. Uh, pretty much, I know Fuchi is a very old guy. And I know he's uh, one of the higher-ups in the offices of All Japan. So don't expect this to be like a five-star classic. And expect this to be like... 6.30
2: Splash. <laughs>
5: <laughs> expect that match to last maybe about five minutes at best. Uh, the next match is a taxi match as the returning Suwa uh, is going to team up with uh, Genba... Hirayanagi to take on oh, Taiji Ishimori. And, yeah. Take on Taiji Ishimori and Atsushi Katoji. Uh, next match is another tag match as, uh, Tama Honda, uh, the team with, uh, Kentaro Shinga to take on Kentaro Suzuki and Atsushi Aoki. Next match is another tag team match as Takashi Morishima, the team with also, in a way, to take on Jenny Genuichi- Chiro Tenru. Holy shit, he's still wrestling? Yeah, he's still wrestling from time to time, but he is, you could tell that he's really good in old. Well,
4: he's and like fucking 63, I think, or something. He's in his 60s now. Like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, He's, he's 63.
3: Watching. 630 splash. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we well, had a what was that movie and called? Like, there's a movie had the 41 year old or something. I forgot what the and he used it yeah, when he was like that Yeah, something like that. I have to look that shit up now. How old he?
5: Yeah, uh, Tenryu is gonna team with uh, Yoshiari Ogawa in that match. Uh, next match is a special Noah versus New Japan, a six man tag. Uh, representing NOAH is going to be uh, Takashi Segura, Mojave Yone, and Akitoshi Saito to take on uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima. Uh, next is a special tag team match. As Well, as of now, we don't know if he's, he's ready to go for the match, but apparently uh, Naomi- Naomichi Marafuji is going to team with Minoru Suzuki. To take on the team of Yoshihiro Takeyama and Takayo Omori. So that should be an interesting match there. And of course, the main event is the final burning in Budokan Hall. And it's going to be Kenta Kobashi's retirement match. Which is an eight-man tag. As uh, Kenta Kobashi is going to team with Nakayama, Keiji Muto... And Kensuke Sasaki to take on the team of Kenta, Goji Ozaki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Maybach Tanaguchi.
3: Final burning means the one that actually gets pinned gets burned alive. We're so going to gonna see the
4: burning hammer one last time.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was joking about the Wicker Man.
4: does bust out Diamond Head, that crazy ass move.
3: No.
5: <laughs> uh, it it would be kind of fucked up if he did it on Maru. <laughs> what is this know. what
3: what is this what is this GIF image that you just sent, Randy? Because I just keep looking at it in the loop and I'm like going, Holy shit.
4: Um, I do not know exactly where this is from, but uh our good well, I'd like to say our good friend, but a person who's given us lots of laughter, Mafu of Batchamania, has posted this on the social media sites.
5: I'm pretty sure that's from Big Japan.
4: Yeah, I'm pretty... I just can't tell who the guys are. Although, the one in uh, the red... Tell. Is that Miyamoto?
5: That's, that's Miyamoto, and the, the guy in the other one is, uh, Isami. Alright. And the guy getting suplexed, I'm not entirely sure.
3: So there you go. Yeah, that's a pretty hard hitting, picture. Uh, something that probably won't be hard-hitting because kids will be there is Wrestling Art which for those of you who are interested uh, the shows are I think May the 11th and 12th so that is Saturday and Sunday so even if you are listening to this and you are in the local area you can go as long as there, ti- as long as there are tickets but hopefully there will
5: there's be no, there's no
3: tickets available yeah uh, wrestling's art shows will be happening this Saturday at Monument Street Haverhill Massachusetts for a 7 6.15 doors open for a 7pm bell time with front row tickets at $15 general admission for 10 and all children 12 and under get free admission with a pair of adult I don't know whether that means one children per adult or whether just all the kids can come I'm not sure
0: something like that
3: Then. And then their show on Sunday is an afternoon show at at the the Varnham Armoury at 6 Main Street, East Greenwich, Rhode Island. 3.15 doors open for a 4pm start time. So we'll go over those now. The Saturday show, first match to give our picks on, Anthony Stone versus Francis O'Rourke. Apparently Francis O'Rourke is back after his time as being Biff Busick. Or
4: something, I don't know. So, wait, don't you play... Oh, I forgot the fucking joke. Um, that's gonna be a bit music. Mark Angel, uh, Mr. Touchdown joke, but fucking no. <laughs> you probably would have known where I was going at, but uh, you know, I might as well hey, make it Yeah,
5: <laughs> he's too different. Let people me, tell now. me we need the buzzer here.
4: Yeah, this will definitely
3: special be referee. Video. The Estonian from thunderf- no. The uh,
4: Latvian Proud Oak. <laughs> um, I would say... Just because I fucked up on the joke, I'm say Francis O'Rourke.
3: I'll say Francis as well.
5: Yeah, uh, Frank. Oh, excuse me, I mean Francis O'Rourke.
3: Key fave. And next up, the Batiri vs. Devastation Corporation. Uh, just because of the power of Sydney Bacabella, I'm probably going to say Devastation Corporation.
4: Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Devastation Corporation.
5: Who else? Devastation Corporation, come on.
3: Next up, uh, Sugar Donkerton. And the, I can't say holder, I guess the eater of the banana in wrestling is fun, Yaka. Um, Just for this one, I'm going to say Sugar I don't
4: know why.
3: I'm
4: going to go with Yaka. He's been a beast pretty much everywhere he's gone, too.
3: That's his character.
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think a savage might be a more exact word.
5: Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yaka as well.
3: Uh, next up, the Estonian Thunderfrog versus Cobalt. There's been quite a bit of interaction between Bateri and the uh, the Baltic Siege. So I'm guessing here, Thunderfrog could win by DQ, as they fail to deal with the Hammer.
4: I'm going to say Cobalt. I don't think the Bateri is going to totally lose everything for this night.
5: I'm going
4: to go with
3: Cobol. Okay. Cotton Cottonbelly versus Juan Francisco de Coronado. Just because apparently he never wins anything, uh, he won't win again, so Juan Francisco will probably win this time.
4: Yeah, JFDC, Juan Francisco de Coronado. mm
5: um, I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go with uh, Jervis Cottonbell. Juan
3: well, Francisco de Coronado also may be confused with Alberto Rio. Possibly. Uh, next up, Antonio Thomas versus Jigsaw. Uh, for this one, I'll probably say. I'll go with Jigsaw.
4: I've got to say, the Hearthstones haven't been bad in what they've done, although. Bit goofy, but then what is an inch? Kara, uh, but nonetheless, I think Jigsaw wins this one here.
3: Yeah, Jigsaw, and then the main event Green Ant versus Shofunaki. Uh, for this one, I'm gonna say Green Ant wins.
4: I so want to say Funaki, but I'm gonna go with Green Ant. I think Ed pulls
5: off a big win here. I would say Green Ed, but um, for some reason, I'm going to go with Afanaki.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now we've got the Sunday show, starting off with Juan Francisco de Coronado taking on Sugar Dunkerton. I think... I think with this one, Sugar Dunkerton might win because there might be a DQ. manservant will get involved.
4: I'll go with Duncanton too.
5: Now in this one, I'm going to go with uh, Juan Francisco.
3: Okay. Next one, very interesting match. Green Ant versus Drew Gulak. Oh, this is a tough
4: one. Oh, Um, never mind. I'm not trying to go for the joke this time. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not gonna say it. I want to, but oh, never, nah. I'm gonna go for the. (laughs) I won't say it though. But if you've heard me before, you already. I don't think I even need to pull the curtain.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For this one, uh, um. I'm going with the campaign. <laughs> I'm going to go with Drew Gulak.
4: Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. you there. Oh <laughs> I'm going... I'm going say Gulak. Go with Gulak. Man.
5: I'm going to go with Gulak as well.
3: Next, Anthony Stone versus Kobold. I think Kobold will probably win this one.
5: Anthony Stone. <laughs> Anthony Stone.
3: Never really interesting match. Yaka taking on AR Fox.
2: Ooh.
3: I'm already decided AR Fox wins.
4: Oh, <laughs> um. Damn, this one's hard. I'm going to go... You know what? I think Fox pulls it off. I want to say but I think it should be Fox.
5: AR Fox.
3: And the main event, show Funaki versus Francis O'Rourke. See, this is the one I think Funaki's going to win.
2: Hmm...
5: Anarchy's going over. I'm gonna go with Francis over
3: Oh Wow, interesting. And now we come to arguably the big event of the weekend, which is no disrespect to Japan or wrestling as art, but it's the double header from CZW. But first, WSU and CZW actually combining. Of sorts. For the Queen and King of the Ring tournament.
4: Oh, yes.
3: At, at the Flyers Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. Pretty sure there's still pickets that you can tick up prob- pick up, probably.
4: And if you can, at the watch door, it.
3: If you haven't got them already.
4: Watch it live on iPay Per View.
3: Yeah, watch that as well. Although in person, if you can, is going to be just as good.
4: Yeah, it's much better, but considering most of the Indies are on the North
3: Yeah, true. <laughs> I think.
4: So, or Midwest,
3: yeah. So I think we'll do first. The, there's a non-title match, which isn't the main event, which we'll talk, uh, give our picks on first. Which is Alison and Kane, and Sassy Stephanie, taking on the team of Marty Bell and Lexus I'm sorry, anybody that shares their name with a brand of card goes down in my book. So I'm going to go with Alison and Kane, and Sassy Stephanie. <laughs>
4: No love for Lexus, although she does come out to bust the rhymes, which is which is some points there. I think it's break your neck too, which even more well a little more points. Uh but still Veda Scott. I'm er-
3: beginning to change my opinion on Lexus's. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't know, she still comes out there now she hasn't been in WSU in a while. Leave the yeah, last uncensored rumble winner, that whole debacle about her winning. Uh I'm gonna go with the minmo. Uh, the debate <laughs> well it's more of a debacle because she had been a. pronunciation. come on
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
4: shit oh um, we go yeah Midwest Militia uh, AK-47 and Sassy Stuff and
5: pink e. Pinky's up in the air bitches because I'm going with thousand K and Sassy Stuff
4: <laughs>
3: oh Valkyrie's here oh no <laughs> so now we come to the tournament itself, which starts off with Athena and AR Fox taking on Esavel Sowena and Latin Dragon. Again, this is a no-brainer because who are the two which are flying in the Indies? Are the two which I think are going to go over this time anyway, and that's Athena and AR Fox. Yeah, the highest. I'm
4: gonna go with the highest flying team in this possible paperclip if you read a Wikipedia page. Uh, uh, and that could be AR Fox and Athena. Even though that's the winner. Of- yeah, does come from El Paso. Yeah. Well, no, really. She's uh, oh, I don't want to pull the curtain more, but the <laughs> 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 person from that's enough. Yeah, Las Cruces in El Paso, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Very close to each other.
3: Next, uh, Well, the the winners of that will face the winners of this.
4: Wait, wait, wait. Did we get
3: Sandra's pick? Oh, sorry. I I lost track by piss pronunciation.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with Athena, R Five.
3: Okay. The winners of that will be taking on the winners of this first round match, as Christina Von Erio Masada will be taking on Addy Starr and Matt Tremont. Oh, fuck. Damn. Uh huh. <laughs> I am really on the fence here, but I will go with Von Erie and yeah, I think I'll go with Von Eerie and Masada. Oh. Only just.
4: I so want Tremont, I think Tremont and Star are going to win, but something tells me either Joe Gacy or Chris Dickinson or maybe both of them are going to come play Interference. And then Masada really, there's no, I'm about to go with the real life couple of of Masada and Von
3: You should, what is you you pulling this bloody cut? Oh, well, yeah.
4: There, but just stuck. <laughs> it was the third strike I couldn't hold. <laughs> Neither the pulse curtain Damn too. you,
3: Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, let's see if there's any couples here. As uh, and Jake Chris. Wait a minute,
5: wait a minute, wait a minute. Why you keep brain doing brain. this? You're forgetting my picks, damn it.
3: Oh, sorry. So is... <laughs> God damn, Randy distracted me with <laughs> keep pulling the curtain
4: back, Damn it! I won't do it again, I
2: promise.
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say Barnier and Posada, but I'm going with an upset. I'm going with Eddie. Starr
3: at Matt Tremont. Okay, right. <laughs> Clarify that. That's, that's everything done. Everybody chose even the mysterious person doesn't say anything, even though they aren't exi- existing. Okay. Next up, Nevaeh and Jake Christ.
4: I'm not going there.
3: I'll, I'll let Randy do with that.
4: No, that one's already <laughs> known, so that's not really pulling the curtain. Although he, might, technically- he just pulled the curtain
3: anyway, if they
4: didn't. <laughs> well, he pretty much said that's his wife. They tell yeah. the big storyline between the two brothers when they were fighting and how that kind of...
3: Leve and Jake Chris taking on cherry bomb and pepper parks
4: this one's another hard one but
3: go. i think I think actually here they just a surprise I'm actually going to go with cherry bomb and pepper parks
4: yeah I'm going with cherry bomb and pepper parks they need to do something other than be, um, other than their segments that they've been doing, which have been fine, but I've wanted to see a bit more action from Pepper Parks, soon. he's pretty good. And, like, if you've seen 2CW, you've seen what they can do on the face side of things. Now it's time to see them be a little bit more mean to the crowd. Jerry Bob proves she's pretty versatile. Like, she's good at both, and Pepper Parks is not too bad either if you've seen some of his stuff in Ring of Honor as of late. So you have to go with. Uh, the couple trying to get everybody to work out Parks and Cherry balls. and um, then the... Sandra's oh, yeah!
5: <laughs> damn it Ashley yeah I'm gonna go with a Cherry Ball and Pepper Park as well
3: I'm just leaving a pause just to see if I can realize that I don't screw it up a fourth time as the winners of that will take on the final first round match of Kimberly and Drew Gulak versus Mickey Knuckles and Devin Moore just to be on the safe side Sandra you go first this time (laughs) yeah
5: that's a good as far as this one oh man I'm going for another upset and I'm going with the campaign Kimberly and Drew
4: Gulak Randy? Randy and Gulak campaign,
3: yeah, campaign. I think, storyline-wise, I think it will be, uh, Gu- uh, Gulak and Lee as well. So, semi-finals from that, from our picks, uh, do you want to pick who it would be from there? So, for me, semi-final would be Bomber Parks versus, no, sorry, uh, Vorniri and Masada versus Athena and AR Fox. Tough one again, but I'll say Athena and AR Fox because I think Athena's going to be used storyline-wise. The other one, I think Kimberly and Drew Gulak will win, and eventually Athena and AR Fox will get the get the uh, overall win and become uh, king and queen. Sandro?
5: Uh, I picked uh, A.R. Fox and Athena taking on Addie Star and Matt Tremont in that one. I'm going to go with Fox and Athena. <laughs> uh, next one is uh Cherry and Pepper Parks. I get the campaign in that one. Uh, I'm going to go with the campaign. So the final, uh, Fox and Athena gets the campaign. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with with Athena and A.R. Fox to win the whole thing. Randy
4: really? Um alright, I got let me see. Uh AR Fox and Athena versus Voneria Masada. That's gonna be Voneria Masada. I got pepper parks and cherry bomb versus the campaign parks and cherry bomb. And you know what? Fucking I'm gonna do the upset. I'm gonna say pepper parks and cherry bomb win.
3: Oh, okay. And then we come to the main event. And Randy, stay the hell away from the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> As in a non title match, Jessica Havoc takes on Sammy Callahan. The reason why you shouldn't even touch the curtain is because we unveiled it for the past umpteen number of weeks before this. Yeah.
4: this pretty much been a running gag, I think, between us and the alternate universe. <laughs> so I think Jason's made fun of it a couple of times, but Nandi, yes. This match is going to be
3: good. Mm-hmm. I think... See, I think because of the cross-promotion, Jessica Havoc wins because DJ Hyde's going to do something to hype up for the CZW show a few hours later. Damn you. Yeah.
4: I am going to go with Havoc.
5: Yeah, I was thinking of the same thing you just said, Ashley, and with that I'm going with Jessica Havoc.
3: DJ Hyde brings out a red a wedding dress. Oh <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
4: Maybe what it whoa, I just thought about something. Uh-oh. Although I highly doubt this is it. What if that is the secret? Havoc and Hyde.
2: Hmm. That's
4: the secret. Uh, Hav- not Havoc and Hyde. Um, Havoc and Callahan. Highly doubt it. No, that is,
3: the, that is the secret. The secret is Havoc and Hyde. I don't know. Like, Havoc Callahan's Havoc and Callahan. just like. H- H- Callahan's in bigamy or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. just I don't know. Just I don't know. Probably not, but well, he'll, I don't know whether he'll do that, because then that will be too obvious. Because I think they, they're going to leave the actual reveal probably to CZW. But I just so feel that DJ Ho will get involved somehow, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of, let us jump to the CZW show, which is uh, Proving Grounds happening in the evening same place for he's New Jersey at 7 o'clock with a 7.30 start time starting off with a rematch from best of the best from last month as Shane Hollister Caleb Connolly and the artist formerly known as Chief Kid, Andrew Everett go in a triple threat match I think the last time Shane won no was it Shane or Caleb that won the last time
4: uh um, none of the, th- they were all in different matches. Everett, oh, was, was, in the- Everett was in the, uh, AR Fox, Wuhan Nation, three-way. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was with Grisham yeah. and Busick and, um, Hollister was with, I think, End and, uh, Cologne? No, not Cologne, End made it to the finals. Fuck, I don't remember.
3: But it's, it's a mix of a term. Yeah. Okay. So that it's not a rematch, it's a sort of mish... It's a, it's a remish match.
4: Yeah.
3: So, oh, for this one,
4: fans, Reynolds. sorry to cut you off there. That's too
3: late. Okay. This one... Just for a swerve, I think they could give the momentum to uh, Everett. Because I don't know whether Shane Hollister needs it, because I think he's already over in CCW.
5: I'm going to say Everett. I'm
3: going to go with uh, Caleb Conley. Okay. Next up, the grudge match between Joe Gacy and Matt Ramon Secretly in brackets, this should be a Christina Von Erie on a pole match. But mm. That's the way it's been angled over the last couple of months. I think she, I think she could get involved with this. And I think she'll probably side with Tremont because I don't think Joe Gacy really gives a crap about her.
0: I think they've kind
4: of uh, gone over that fucking I part of it. It's
3: it's gonna. I, I I think Tremont will win, thanks to Von Eri.
5: Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Tremont.
4: Randy? Really? Oh, yeah, true mark.
3: Okay. Uh, this isn't a pick, but uh, Alex Kalam will be giving his best address after beating AR Fox at Best of the Best twelve. Does, does does winning Best of the Best give him a shot at anything, or? Um. Does it just give him the address?
4: No. Nah, well, the address is probably just him talking shit to the crowd. Pretty much, he's more. The, it doesn't guarantee you a shot because in some years the title was defended in the tournament. Now they don't do that anymore, but it's kind of implied pretty much that you're getting a title shot. Or it could be like how when Sabian won best of best in 08, Chuck Taylor just pulls out the aerial assault case and has a uh, t- uh, title match right there. Where he, although Taylor lost the finals, he ended up leaving with the light heavyweight title that Sabian had.
3: What I am wondering, actually, looking at it, because AR Fox isn't on that card, is he?
4: No, he is not at the moment.
3: Which, oh, I, oh is he? No, AR Fox is on the Sunday card, isn't he, for uh,
2: wrestling his yeah, so
3: He's free that evening, technically. So I'm just wondering whether... After him getting the win on AR Fox, he thinks he can do it again and wants to face AR Fox. Although it would be interesting if you did it more at uh, Tournament of Death.
4: It's, uh, i don't think they'll do it at Tournament of Death. Something tells me it's going to be when they come back to what be the next show they have after. Yeah, I want to say New Heights if they're still doing New Heights. So. Yes,
3: when they hand do kites. Oh. <laughs> Next one. The World of Seven Boy Tracy Smothers taking on Greg Exelon.
2: <laughs> oh, Ooh.
3: man. I don't. Ugh. I think for this one. I'll say... I'll say Tracy Smothers, actually.
4: I'll Greg excellent,
5: Yeah, I'm going to say Greg excellent as well.
3: Okay, next up. Uh, <laughs> Nevaeh versus Jessica Havoc.
4: Havoc.
5: Uh, I'm going to say in
3: I think just because they seem to be giving her momentum I'm actually going to say Havoc as well she's been getting quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of a showcase over the last few months next is the world tag team titles online is Blackout Ruckus and Black Jews. With Robbie Moreno defending against the Beaver Boys. (laughs) With John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Do they have big teeth? That's what I want to
4: know. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not what the Beaver reference is to, especially if you've seen Alex Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's about getting trimmed, but, uh, and that's me being light on it. (laughs) Um,. I guess I'll start first with this one. I I don't think we're going to see like
5: the cat, yeah, blackout. Always oh, been on
3: black. <laughs> yep, the blackout for the win. Yeah, I'm going to say blackout retain it. They can't really lose the titles again because then really your the, the tag team titles really are more like a passing, you know. Like, you know, uh, a stepping stone. It's like, New Jump, next show, New Jump, next show, New Jump, next show, New Jump. So there needs to be some continuity. Now it's... Sammy... It, it, I didn't know Sammy Callahan was part of Ohio's The Killers. Yeah,
4: he's the main reason why it started. Go back to New Heights okay. last year was... Had he aligned with... Oh, yeah, he... Uh, cause I just I just thought the Chris were oink. Are you fucking kidding me? You?
3: It's just Callahan's <laughs> been in a feud with Cole for so long. I lost I lost track of it. Oh my. I remember oh, now no, that it's you. it is
4: confusing that they call the team that's already has a name <laughs> Irish Airborne.
3: Yeah, the team the team that has a name has another name within another name within another name.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. This one, I think the the whole idea is that if Callahan loses, he'll reveal the secret. And I'm pulling the Guerrero name out again. I think Sammy Callahan will win, but Hyde will reveal the secret anyway. Just for the heck of it.
5: Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with DJ Hyde.
4: Oh, sorry. Um, Okay,
3: and the uh, main event: Masada defending against the other Chris brother, the other member of Oik. Jake Crist. Uh, this, is, this is slightly tougher because I could. Um, I'll say Masada retains, but I can see Chris probably winning. It's it's a it's a tough one, but I think Masada will get it. Honestly, think the way it could go is if they do have the AR Fox match, you know, wise. I think AR Fox might get the shot at the actual proper title, the, the what the CCW World title, should I say, rather than the t- Wired TV title, whatever you yeah. want to call it, at New Heights.
5: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mercedes is going to retain. I'm sure it's going to be a good match, but I, I don't see ZZW pulling a, an ROH here. And, uh,
3: Randy, last pick from
4: you? Mashad. Okay.
5: And, uh, of course, uh, if you want, you could get both shows uh, for the cost of $20. Uh, just go to the link that's on our Facebook page. It's slash uh, ccw You also get a separate price if you just want to order one of the shows. Uh, they'll they'll cost you uh fourteen ninety nine each. But as I said, you can get both for nineteen
3: ninety nine. You can save ten dollars. Well, actually, no. You you save five dollars, don't you? The the WSU stream on its own is 15 The CCW is 10 Mm -hmm. But with that as well Apparently you do get the shows For two weeks as well On like a video on demand rental kind of service So if you do miss anything or you want to see it again You've got two weeks to catch up with it Which is a sensible move Given that I don't think there's any pay-per-views on the following week I think that might be a week when it's actually slightly quiet in indie wrestling in terms of events. I shouldn't say that because now I'll be bombarded with 59 million. Again, this obsession with 59, I don't know, but anyway. With that, I think that's everything that we've got to cover, I don't think. Is there anything else we've forgotten?
5: Not that
3: I could think of. Oh, um. Oh, no, we haven't praised ACH enough. Damn it! Um, no. ROH is Their
4: Charleston show. Oh, yes. The show in June, isn't it? Yeah, June
3: 7th. In West Virginia. Mm-hmm.
4: So, get, so if you are in the West Virginia...
3: Get your refunds if you've already bought tickets. I guess.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Is, aren't they doing more TV tapings? Uh-huh. I think. For surely the four weeks that they have taped aren't going to go till the. Cause I think the pay per views like late June, isn't it? Yeah, June
4: twenty third, best of the world. Yeah.
3: So they're still going to have to do a couple of weeks taping somewhere. But uh, with that, that is all from this week's show. So uh, make sure you catch. All the stuff that goes down uh, here on the SS Radio Network. Tuesdays, you've got Wrestling News Live. Uh, this week, uh, got delayed by a day for uh, reasons which won't be... Do- well, reasons which are JJ's reasons. is a bit, a, Just, I think, scheduling conflicts or whatever. So, uh, it got delayed to Wednesday, but the, the slot it should be in. It'll be Tuesdays at 9 Eastern. Then Thursdays, you got round the ropes at 4 Eastern. TNA Chat Live at 10.30 Eastern. Although I believe Bronx could be switching that up somehow if he can due to the fact that TNA is now changing its time again to go into the the late slot rather than an early slot, which I still don't get personally.
5: Yeah, there's, there's going to be some kind of restructuring on the network in some form. Uh.
3: Fridays, uh, this past week it was 10 o'clock, but its usual slot should be resuming from next week at 11, the open book with myself. I think it, did I say Tuesdays? Fridays. Friday. Just to clarify, Fridays at 11 o'clock, open book with myself and Sean. As we build up to the craziness of E3 and the Xbox reveal and everything else under the sun happening. Then Sundays, well, Sunday's Sunday night showdown, the next one coming up will be next weekend for WWE's Extreme Rules. And podcast-wise, i trying to think. You've got the Elite Force podcast, in the midweek, with Chuck W. and the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. You've got Beyond the Bell, Sean Beckerman, which I think, as I said last week, or if I didn't, I might have said it on Open Book, passed its centenary. So uh, congrats to Sean Beckerman on that. Mm-hmm.
4: 100 shows.
3: Indeed. I, I would clap, but apparently my hands are tied down. Hmm. Also, I'm extremely hungry. So I still haven't eaten my dinner, which is a bit awkward, considering it's five in the morning over here while I'm recording. So it's, your, so
5: it's pretty much your breakfast at this time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and then my actual breakfast will be at about two in the afternoon. Uh, I'm really I'm really living on American time now, aren't I? <clears throat> This is the only thing I'm not actually in America. <laughs> uh, other podcasts, um, I think you've got us. I think that's, I think that's all at the minute. Pretty much. way, I think, it's cu- still currently on hiatus. Check some of the old episodes if you want. But with that, that is, that is me done. Any final words from you, Sandra? Uh
5: Yeah, check us out on iTunes. You know, Search social on radio network. Leave us feedback there. The spread the word of the show to any indie fan. I'll
3: yeah, yeah. Facebook, face, Facebook us. Um, email us if you're not L Train. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect, L Train, but it's just. That's uh, actually L Train. L train could email us every week because then he will become a co-host like Sandra. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> then it'll just it, it will, this show. This show will become like the NWO, and it
4: will have fifteen co-hosts. Well, then again, all three of us ascend it in one way or another. I ascend it because Zodiac left. UK because I was gone for a while, and then Nim <laughs> left, and then Sandra came was coming in uh, every once in a while, then he came in more regular when I was missing shows. And pretty much become the co-host B slash yeah. co-host A. All right. uh, pretty much I'd say A probably now since I'm not a... Well, I'll probably be more available now for shows since uh, shows I don't have to film or whatever. Yeah. Internship bullshit. Which is nice. It's <laughs> not necessarily bullshit with this in the turn. Der-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just a quote. It is not bullshit. No, it is productive.
4: <laughs> it is productive. Yes, it is. I and, would say uh, to check it out, but you have to live here. Well, oh, yeah, DJ, you check it out if you're listening.
3: <laughs> so you're in the local area <laughs> yeah. and you're listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, only can really say that. One, how the hell did radio. you find us? And two, go watch <laughs> yeah. it.
5: Yeah, speaking of the Facebook page, uh, of course, Facebook.com slash The Whole Indie Show. Uh, it's always updated uh, at least almost every day with uh, news, indie news, uh, wrestling matches. Matches
3: so. featuring other couples that we've already pulled the curtain on. Thanks, Randy. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, AJ and J Lethal.
4: Oh, well, that one was... That's been exposed.
3: Yeah, that, they that, long. That, that one, that one, Randy revealed, but even before he went on his internship, like before Christmas.
4: Oh, this would have been. I,
3: but it left to simmer, but when, when, it just came back into memory. If we
4: were, if I was doing Y or whatever the show was at the time, or was yeah, what would fans Fancy? There we go. That was the other one. If we were doing it when NXT, was on, I'd probably made mention of AJ. If AJ's been on, I know I'd made shit at least a few times with Jay Leaphoes, especially since Daniel Bryan, so that's going back about two years now, maybe? Holy shit.
3: That's going back a fair way, definitely. Good
4: re- good reason to check out the archives, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, check out the archives. Yeah, e- if you do want to email us with your thoughts on anything indie, any uh, reviews that you've st- uh, got of things that you've attended or things that you've seen online, Wholeindy at snsradionetwork.com. That's T H O L E I N D Y. I always spell it because I don't want people spelling it H O L E I N D I E. Because then that whole, that, that version of Wholeindy could be something completely not safe for work. Whereas, uh, this is definitely not safe for work. If you're listening to this, um, you are Steve Carino and you're a bad person. Mm. And if Steve Carino is listening to this, acknowledge that sometime. Mm. Just just wear a t-shirt that says, if if anybody listens to this show that's actually a wrestler and has a TWI's t-shirt that they just make themselves, that's a crazy superfan. That, that would
1: be crazy.
3: That would be crazy. That's a bit too much, but okay. We need a TWS sign at Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs>
4: yeah, we're going to have a... F- if we do have a fan at an indie show, come up to us and prom- Oh if- Try to get us a... There we go. Get us a liner. Oh.
3: <laughs> nah, no, no, no. L-Train could have got us a liner from Matt Kylson. Yes, I'm
4: just oh, thinking that now... Like- uh, maybe this
3: this is- thing records a voice?
4: Oh, I haven't seen...
3: <laughs> paperclip last week's worst promo ever from Colt Cabana oh my word well Colt Cabana produces it but Matt Classic actually was the individual interview which was crazy Mm -hmm. will Mini Cabana appear you mean my penis god I don't know how you're going to get arrested Mm -hmm. (laughs) so with that um, Randy any final thoughts
2: Um... uh, pretty
3: much good. Okay, so... With that... Song of the Night... Is going to be a Slayer one. But... I'm actually going to get the other guys to decide, because... I am not... I I am not that huge into the, uh... The catalogue of Slayer, but I know of them, and I know they're a pretty damn good band, so... Uh, just for the heck of it, should we go with uh, Should we go with running Blood?
4: Eh, we might as well go with running Blood. So, uh, if we want to go with Wrestling-wise, CM Punk did you South of Heaven when he was in FIP.
3: Okay. So for that reason alone, just to please Tennessee cowgirl. I don't think any paper clippers needed there, TCG, if you are listening.
4: Well, Adam Cole, too, but...
3: <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, no to do, we're gonna have to do a tribute show just to John Moxley, just to get her to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I know she probably fall back. Sorry, TCG.
3: We, we 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 love you. It's just, <laughs> it's just your 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 fandom of certain wrestlers is kind of like our fandom of ACH. So there we go. It's
4: well, she actually saw these guys south of <laughs> considering she lived in Philly or lives in Philly. <laughs> But they don't rest slay,
3: anymore. Slay yourself of Heaven is Song of the Night. So, with that, uh, that was Randy. This was Ashley. That was Sandro. And all of that was your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next week,
4: guys. Peace. Rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. Peace out. I remember everything.
0: long